0: good afternoon good evening good morning two guys one cup it is episode 50 we have made it to the big five zero The sid fernandez the leah sanderson rookie jersey yeah Who else we got
1: who else is fifty for this team uh hey, leah sanderson's
0: the only one i could think Leas of leah sanderson's the, the one
1: that comes to to mind uh yeah i can't think of anyone else's uh, 150 <laughs> we'll have to have to dive into the research. I, I, he might be the only one, actually. As a matter of fact, but we'll uh, we we'll look be into someone that. Someone
0: else. There's got to be some obscure defenseman that wore fifty at some point.
1: Maybe in training camp. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I can't even think of. You know, I know David De wore fifty one, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> so yes, we got our we got our next week uh, yeah. our next, next week's week player, but uh, as
0: Fetter Tooten as well. So we got yeah, fifty 51's a little more. 51
1: common one fifty one shot. 51's ready. So. Yeah. Yeah, I dude, I mean, it's... Uh, you got to be Hawaiian to wear 50, I think. <laughs> yeah, but was it Benny Agbayani? Did he wear 50?
0: Ag- Agbayani and uh, and Sid
1: Fernandez. Both oh, that's Hawaiian. right. That's yeah. right, Sid Fernandez. I, you know, it's funny. I looked up Sid Fernandez. It's something made me think of Sid Fernandez today, and I looked him up on... Uh, Baseball reference? On uh, on Wikipedia. No, okay. not baseballs, but on Wikipedia. And, and it was interesting that he never played in the postseason after he left the Mets. So he played, like, another yeah. 10 years, and he never played in the postseason again. Orioles Which thought, Astros. Yeah. Well, I was watching the Yankee game and not to turn this into a baseball thing because I, I know a lot of other shows like to do that. But I said to myself, I could have sworn I remember Sid Fernandez be playing for the Yankees, but and he was in he was in spring training and I think in two thousand and five. Yeah, I was, with the as Yankees. a lefty
0: specialist, like way after yeah, he had retired and tried to, to
1: come back. I don't know what made me think of that, but yeah. I looked it up. <laughs> And I I saw that, and he pitched like I think one game, he hurt his knee, and he was done. But George had a fascination
0: with 86 Mets
1: players. He had a
0: fascination with
1: them. Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, obviously, Doc and Daryl and uh, David
0: 86 Mets, Rafael Santana, Bobby Ojeda, Jesse Orozco. They all, yeah, yeah, Jesse Orozco
1: too. He gave all of them a job. Yeah, he
0: wanted to be Papa Bear to all the wounded '86 Mets that, <laughs> that that the franchise didn't want anymore. Come Good to point. me. Yeah. Come I know it me. And it's,
1: it's a great point, by you—I never thought of that. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's interesting. You know, uh, I, I wanted to ask you this because sure. you know, obviously, now we're we're ten we're with nine days removed from the end of the Ranger season. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I was sitting back, and you know, we after we did our show last week, I was I was exhausted, and, and we, I think we talked about this. But now that they've been off for nine days, does it seem like they've been off for like a two months already? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, doesn't I'm, it seem like they've been off forever already? Like, it just amazes me how you go into these, this flow of games every night. And then all of a sudden you don't play for a week. And then they, you feel like they haven't played for two months. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we've had some news sprinkle out. Thank God. I mean, we have mm-hmm. some, some stuff kind of coming out, um, which we'll, we'll definitely touch on. Yep. But, um, you know, I just thought it was crazy. I was like, wow, I, mean, I can't believe it. And they're only in game three of the Stanley Cup final, or it. Yeah, it's amazing, amazing how we played every on. other night. And now there's like three days bef- between every game for the Cup Finals. Well, I, I think they play tomorrow night, don't
0: they? I'm just saying it feels like there's multiple days between every game. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It seems that way. And, of course, you know, obviously Tampa Bay has to make it interesting, which, you know. I, I, I'm shocked that they even won a game. I mean, we talked about Colorado just having the absolute easiest row. I mean, I've never seen a team. Maybe maybe LA that one year. The the 2000 what was it 2014? I don't was it four- 14 or 12? 12 12 2012. Where they didn't lose a game, I think, until the Stanley Cup final, and they lost one to the Devils. Is that right? Then they won. Then they sweep, 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 and then they play the Devils, and they they won one in five. Something just like as
0: that. I just as I can tell you about this year, I pay zero attention to the Stanley Cup once we're out I know, of it. So I, I, know, I don't remember.
1: I no, don't that's remember. fine. It just I, and I, this is a, this this is Ranger centric. I promise. I'm going to get to my Ranger. There's a reason why I bring this up. The Rangers, when they're good, have always are surrounded by teams that are also good. Colorado is the, by far, the cream of the crop in the West. By far. It's not even close. There's no team even remotely as good as them. Nobody. Not Colorado, not not Vegas, obviously, not Dallas, not Calgary, not St. Louis, not Minnesota. Nobody. Nobody's even close to them. They waltz into the Stanley Cup final without breaking a sweat. Fresh as a daisy, and, and it just drives me crazy because th- what, what do we have to do? We have to go through a frigging gauntlet of a frigging Eastern Conference. Despite the fact of playing second and third string goalies, we still have to face Crosby. We got to face a pain-of-the-ass frigging Carolina team that plays as hard as anybody can. And then we have to go through the defending Stanley Cup champions. And wh- who did Colorado have to go through? A shitty garbage uh, um, Nashville team, a halfway decent – halfway decent St. Louis team with Bennington Hurt and Billy so you know, b- pretty much proven that he's not a number one goalie. Right. And then another shitty freaking Oiler team with a bank of dry and and Mike Smith in goal. I mean, could you have an easier trip to the Stanley Cup final than the, and in Colorado? And they wax, Poet- oh, they're so good. Oh, they beat this. They beat McDavid. They beat this team. Come on. Any team... Sean, you put the three teams that they played that they played in the Eastern Conference. They don't even make the playoffs. Two of those teams, or it's close.
0: I still think if Bennington doesn't get hurt, that St. Louis takes that to seven games.
1: But even still, it it it, it wasn't even it wasn't even a series. They were up, weren't they? Up like two game or two three to one in that series, and then they or, or three nothing in that series, no. and they lost the next two or. Or something like that? No, they were up 2-0. Oh, 2 That's what and they were up.
0: Or, or – no, no, I'm sorry. It was tied 2-1. Uh, St. Louis won a game in, in Colorado. And then Bennington got hurt in game three.
1: Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. All right. Okay. So I, I stand corrected. But I just, I've just never seen – I mean, other than that L.A. season, I have never seen a team have an easier road to the Stanley Cup final, and it's completely ignored. Completely ignored by the national media, by everybody. They
0: also Meanwhile, are just really good. Macar McCar is really just that good, man.
1: He is. He's a good and that first line is insane. Macar a good offensive defenseman. He's not as good as Hedman or or Roman Yossi defensively. He's not. He's not. He's a good offensive defenseman. He's oh. not as good. He's Everyone not a defensive talk defenseman. Not,
0: the good is not the word. Hey,
1: this guy's the, well. He's great. He's Bob. He's the he's the Bobby Orr of this generation. Right. He is.
0: That's but that's and that's a lot. <laughs> no one else has that. Yeah, People are trying to think I had to build their I team, and they're trying I to, they're trying to sit copy.
1: Here, I can't sit here and sweat other teams' players. You know me; I don't do it. I'm, I can't. It's not in my DNA. I can't sit here and sweat sweat other teams' players. I'll tell you, he's a good, he's a great defenseman, and that's how I'm leaving it. Like I always told you, when a player is playing, I don't give them any credit. When it's when they're retired and they're out of my life and out out of, out of my team's way of winning then i'll give them credit. i know it sounds like a sore loser, without but you in, know what? but are the end of the well, let's be honest. in in hindsight, you the rangers were not beating that team. nobody nobody was the, the 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 islanders of the 80s were not beating this colorado team playing the teams they had to play getting to the cup final compared to the teams that colorado had to play. It's not, even, it's not even a competition. I mean, it's really, it's really embarrassing, the Western Conference in general. It's just an absolute embarrassment how bad they are. I'll give you a scenario. Teams.
0: I'll give you a scenario. We hold on to our Game 3 lead. We go up 3-0 in the series, and we win the series in five instead of getting ousted in six. It's amazing, really, what Game 3 turned, in, turned out right. to be as far as that. right. Right, we now have some rest going into the Stanley Cup Finals. Since the Stanley know, Cup Sean, Finals going,
1: I know what you get. The at. date
0: had already been announced,
1: so there would uh-huh. have been a break. So both right.
0: teams would have had a long layoff going into the next round. You're telling me that all of a sudden all of our skilled players couldn't match up with theirs?
1: I'm. And our I'm goalie not saying, wasn't ten times saying, better than theirs. Listen, I'm not saying that, that they wouldn't make it a series, but look, I mean, Vasilevsky is is some is on the same level, if not better than Igor. That's and, not what you've said before. That's not what you've said before, because you've the, said before that, that, he, that he's
0: that he's been isolated by an amazing defensive well, is, team I in mean, front of him. He never has to make a save. He's the Brodor of this generation. He, he is never the Brodor
1: of this generation, but he's sheltered. He, he is, but he is sheltered. But so when so he that has he's so when he's had to make a save in this series, he has. But then he's not Igor, because Igor's the know. opposite of sheltered. He's well, he's well. That ops hundred percent. I what I also did say was you put Ego, you put Mike Richter on on those uh, those Stanley Cup championship uh, devil teams and they would we win the same thing, yeah but they would, okay but you so what, what what's your point though what do you what do you I'm I'm, no, my, I'm missing my, the point
0: my point being that we would have had a better shot at beating Colorado had we won the last series in five games well, like they, they should we, have had they held on in game three.
1: Well, it depends. I mean, are were they playing strong defense the way they were in the regular season, or are they giving up 40 you know, forty shots again? Is
0: Colorado playing any defense? That's not the way Colorado again, plays. Again, I haven't been
1: watching. I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched one minute of the Stanley Cup Finals. So I don't Need, know. I, I can only tell buy. you what I've heard What I've heard and read through Twitter. That's all I know. That's all I know.
0: Matchup-wise, it would have been an excellent matchup I, for Listen, us because... I never
1: said Vasilevsky. First of all, I never said Vasilevsky wasn't a great goalie. I said he is was sheltered in this series. The Rangers did not have in this series that oh, you said just
0: in the series. I thought you meant general that he's no, sheltered I mean, by a great team in front of him a great I'm, defense. I'm,
1: well, listen, if I said it, if I said that, then I, I stand corrected because he he's not a, he's not a shitty goalie. I've never thought, never said oh, he was a no, poor goalie. No, no, I'm not goalie. saying that you've ever accused in him of being this shitty. this Series that they just played. Count how many times he's had to make a big save on a breakaway on a two on one. How many, how many big saves did Vasilevsky have in this series against the Rangers? How not many? many. Not many. You could count them on one hand, right? right. If that, I agree. I agree. that's my point. That's what I was getting at. Well,
0: that's my point moving forward that if we had made the Stanley Cup finals and not them, we would have made it interesting.
1: We would have made it interesting. And I thought won. about that. And that's a great point. I thought about that. I said to myself, you know what? And I, and I know what made me think about this today. When I when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, if this team had uh swept you know miraculously if they would have swept Tampa in uh in the series and they had the rest would have made a difference yeah no, it would have you know i mean Strom's pelvis injury still would have been lingering i don't think that that uh that injury was going anywhere you still had certain other guys banged up but, but- after playing all those you
0: know knock knock down drag out war type Series they would have had a series where it would have just been wide open ice. So who knows if Panarin would have actually been able to step up in the finals and beat Panarin? Because who's going to come after him? Nobody, right? They're yeah, not listen,
1: team. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here. We can play what if all we want. I don't know. I to me, I've I just hear, seen. I I've just seen that Colorado's just had an easy, easy march to, through through the playoffs against bad teams or above average teams. Where in the West, in the East. You know these teams, even what Tampa's had to do. You know Toronto. I understand they have a crappy goalie, but you know you put you t- look at those top players on that team. Florida's no slouch. The second, what they, they have the best record, the second best record in hockey. What did Florida have? Were they the first, the, best. Or the second best no, record? They won the first they record. Not. Okay, so I'm just saying, like, who, who has Colorado had to beat? That's remotely talented in comparison to the teams in the East. That's my point. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's like every time the Rangers are are good and competitive, they have to go through these hard teams. It's we have to go through Crosby, we got to go through Ovechkin, we got to go through. Uh, you know, now we had to go through uh through the defending Stanley Cup champions. Now,
0: you know, we it's, had to go never, Crosby, We're not marching
1: I, through. We're not, you know, we're not marching through any slouches. Uh, They're all hard, tough battles. To Who me, did St- Colorado have to beat that was anything talented. To me, David? St-,
0: St. Louis to me is a better team than Carolina is. I have no problem
1: saying that. I don't agree with that. That's fine though.
0: One team's a champion. One team has been a playoff joke. A healthy Bennington. If you're if you're
1: basing it on the regular season, the Carolina was a better team. No, I'm basing it on the team as a, as a whole. What they are. Well, I mean, you they have been they what three years removed from being a Stanley Cup champion. Bennington's not half the that he was when they won. No, but in, in the playoffs, he, sh- he was starting to show it again. Yeah, he was. I mean, again, you're, you're just adding more fuel to my to my point that, that they're a Colorado good team. has not ha- – No, well, they've not had to beat anybody. That has was good. I, listen, we can sit here and we can <laughs> – I, I just I'm, – I'm not giving – to me, Colorado's had an easy run to the Stanley Cup final where they haven't had to break a sweat. And, listen, they have some great players, and that brings me to – the other point where, you know, this is the part with, about the Rangers that drives me crazy. We don't have a McKinnon. You know, we don't have a Miko Rantanen. We don't have those type of young superstar players. All our superstar players are closing in on 30 years old. Sure. You know, they're they're on, they're starting to head towards that back nine. You know, and, and as much as I won't give McCarr credit, offensively, He's, be- he's better than any defenseman the Rangers have.
0: Yes. Best defenseman offensively I've seen since Leach. That's Probably. how good he is.
1: Right. And Leach is another one that never got any respect because he no. was, you know, hanging on the coattails of, of Ray Bork who never won shit right. until he hung on the coattails of Colorado. Another right. another guy. Another guy that – that see, this is why I get frustrated and why I can't give other teams any type of credit because for years, Ray Bork was considered the best defenseman, the best defenseman, the best defenseman. Meanwhile, he didn't put up the offense, some of the offensive numbers and offensive seasons that Leach put up. But he didn't get he didn't get credit for at least because he was considered an offensive defenseman. Right. He only put up points. He was not solid defensively. Now, all of a sudden, Kael McCarr scores. What? How many goals do you have this year? Twenty something? You have 20 goals, 25 goals. How many goals did he score this year? I think close to 30. And now because he's an offensive juggernaut on defense, he's considered the best defenseman. Well, how come he's considered the best defenseman now, but 30 years ago, Leach wasn't considered the best defenseman. And he was one of the best offensive defensemen in hockey. And it was because you didn't play good defense. Meanwhile, they considered Scott Stevens better. They considered, you know, uh, like I said, Ray Bork better. I'm trying to think of other guys during that generation. Even Paul Coffey doesn't get any respect. And how great offensively was Paul Coffey? As good as I've ever seen so that's my point. It's like, well, how come all of a sudden now offense is is trump defense? Is it is it the best defenseman or the best offensive defenseman?
0: Yeah, I mean, not, I don't know what what are we voting on here. Historically, the award goes to the best the, the defenseman that puts up the most points.
1: Well, I remember there has been multiple <clears> seasons where Leach put up the most points, and he did not win the, the win the Norris Trophy. He won it twice. Won it it's, it's not like twice. he was it's no, like he was never given. And respect. one of the seasons he won it was because Ray Bork was hurt most of the year. That's another, another thing, but listen, I don't want to keep getting into this. I just, uh, (laughs) I I guess I'm a, I'm a little salty because we're not playing anymore. I got to keep hearing about how wonderful Colorado is and how great they are. And, you know, they're God's gift to hockey. Every guy on that team is, is, is amazing. You know, meanwhile, when they talk about the Rangers, like they were just lucky to to be there. Oh, they were lucky. They, you know, oh, they we're on the, on the heels of Igor and, you know, oh, they had to play the third string goalie, and they had to—they didn't play Freddie Anderson, and all, all we have excuses for everything. The Rangers, how far the Rangers got It was all excuses. Meanwhile, now they have to say boo about Colorado, the excuse mm-hmm. how how easy of a road they have had, and, and that's why I'm pissed off and annoyed about this. And
0: now let's see every Sports Illustrated hockey news, every preview, 2022-2023 uh, preview issue will have their uh, their chief editors. Picking the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup with Igor and Panarin on the cover of all these magazines. I hope mm-hmm. not. Write it down. It's going to happen. They got, no, I'm sure. What Colorado was this year is going to be the Rangers next but year. Sean, as far is, as hype. is Colorado going to fall off that much? I'm saying, as far as the hype machine, Colorado was the hype. They were everyone's preseason
1: pick for, to win the cup. Well, Everybody. they're going to lose. They're going to lose the Vlad whatever the hell his name is. Yes, and someone's going to sign him to a stupid contract, and that's going to be the next Leno. Contract, contract mock my, word, my words. And someone's going to sign and Kadri. And they're going to lose Kadri, so they're going to lose, but their their key money players are locked up. Now, they still don't have a goalie. But the, the, see, that's the thing that kills me. Is like, you know, look at how many of these teams made the playoffs with mediocre goaltending. I mean, Pittsburgh, Jari. Right, you but, know, but who was
0: left standing? Who Washington, were the final four?
1: I... Right. Connor, Connor yeah, McDavid, yeah.
0: Kale McCarr, and the two best goalies in the league. So two, unless teams,
1: two But Sean, two of the teams still made it to the final four with crappy goalie. Be, because crappy they goal have training. the
0: two best hockey players in the world. Because that's that's I see
1: McDavid is the best player in the world, and McCarr is McDavid playing defense. But listen, we've seen teams go to the cup final with shitty goalies. You know, how, w- Corey Crawford, is, yeah, he, is he is he a, is he a Hall of Fame goalie? No, no, but Corey Crawford got is, hot at the right Ante time. Is Anthony Niemi Is Anthony no. a whole. Tim no, we Thomas?
0: Know, we know all of. Tim Thomas was great for a short period of time. He was great,
1: but he's he not a Hall of Fame goalie. He's not Dor, He's not Patrick Waugh. No, I mean, he's but, not Terry Sawchuck. He's not. These, he had these superstar elite goaltenders that have won multiple championships. You know who
0: Tim Thomas is? Very reminiscent of Gump Worsley, where he didn't do anything until he but was 38 years old. A Hall of Famer. Not till he was thirty-eight years old, he didn't win. Or thirty-five years old. What? He Sean, didn't win a cup? Sean? Yeah, he was with us for ten years, and he was just good.
1: He but was he never still great. Was a hall of famer, Sean. He was a hall of famer because he won four cups after he left us. Yeah, but if you I, look at his statistics and you look at his numbers all time, he, he was, has all time great numbers. As a rain, if he had retired as a ranger, he would. Ne- he most likely would not be. in Well, hall you of can sit. Well, listen. Let's be fair. You could say that about a lot of t- players yeah. between <laughs> the years nineteen forty-one and nineteen. 19- yeah. 90, I said, you know, was, I mean, he was considered there and talk about a lot
0: of these guys and Sean McCaffrey would be able to help us on that. We're going to have him on later on uh, this offseason. Yeah. And I but spoke he, to him about that. I would love to have this conversation with him about yeah, what the gotta, national perception was. Get into of that Because Gump, Gump, like I said, I, I forget how old he was, but I, he was definitely in his late 30s by the time we traded him. And he won four cups after that. So
1: he's a legend for winning four cups. Listen, there, there are goalies – I mean, there are goalies that are, are in the Hall of Fame that were Ranger goalies. Davey Kerr, Chuck Raynor. These guys are all in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Jockman, obviously. Right. They're all Hall of Famers. Yep. And they won shit. Well, Jock jo- – well, jo- well, Davey Bro- Kerr did. I'm sorry. Davey Kerr yeah. did. But, I mean, think he got screwed in 72. I mean, that's screwed, but they lost in 72. But – Look at look at the Rangers went to the Cup final with Davidson as their as their as their number one goalie. That's my point. It's like because he was you know, hot as hell. Sit, we sit here, you know. We've always we always talked about this about elite goaltending. Is a right. can do you need an elite goalie to win a championship?
0: Well, he, here's here's the better here's the better comparison. Especially you're a Yankee fan, right? So right. You, as you drink out of a Yankee cup, literally, yeah, right? I second. did. Yeah. <laughs> um. You, what's what's always the argument about the Yankees is that they're built for the regular season. They don't have the Scott Brocious's. That's every F, WFAN caller Yankee yeah. fan for the last 20 yeah. years. Where's right. our next Scott Brocious? Where's our next all these big-time yeah. no-name guys that right. would come in the playoffs and be money? And yet the Yankees have this high payroll and they have all these names and superstars, blah, blah, blah. Not this year. I'm saying just over the last 15 years, right? This would always be the complaint. So how do you find – there's no way to predict or find the goalie that's going to be – just good enough for the regular season and then get red hot for the playoffs and be that guy. There's no way to find that. It just either happens with magic or it doesn't like it did with Bennington, like it did with Corey Crawford, like it did with Niemi.
1: The thing, the thing that that the Rangers are going to need to figure out and and what they're going to need to do is they're going to need to try to win within these, these egos first contract. Yes. Because you and I have both sat here, not here specifically, but sat in our seats, sat in front of the TV and you and I are both huge Lundquist supporters and huge Lundquist fans. And I've said it to you, to to other shows, to friends, you cannot win when you're paying your goaltender eight and a half million dollars. Yeah. You know, I Vasilevsky was paid after he won his championships. Right. You know, you know, look at all these other goalies that are making this big money, nine, ten million dollars. You cannot win. It cripples you. On your bottom three lines when you're paying your goalie. Because the big guys are always going to get paid. The Panarin's, the McKinnons, you know, the the, the big boys are always going to get paid. It's You're squeezing out the Tyler Mott's, the Barkley Goodros, the Jesper Foss, the Derek Dorsets, the Dan Carcillos. Those are the guys that you need to win a championship. You need those bottom six guys just as much as you need those top six guys. And that's the
0: credit to Julian Brisois and, you know, Steve Eisenman, who... Went out there and always found a way to get those guys cheap. They couldn't. They they let the guys go that they couldn't afford anymore, and were able to replace them cheaply. And, and, and the Nick Rangers Paul and
1: Russ Colton and right, uh, right. And, uh, Well, Nick Kurt Paul's a free agent. It's the it's the it's the bra- Brandon Hagel trade, which everyone went crazy over. Where they traded two first round. Picks. It was a brilliant trade. They don't mind giving up first round picks for grit. It's it's a it's a brilliant trade because Hagel signed for three more seasons at right. a, at a nothing R- contract. One point six, I think. And, you know, they don't need him to score goals. No. Now, he can score on your – he can be put in an offensive role if he needs to. He had 20 goals this year. Right. But I think he's had two or three since he's come over. And they put him in a checking role, and he's he's played well. He's and that's taken fine. over. He's
0: taken over Blake Holman's role, essentially. And
1: that's fine. And, and that's like –
0: to segue this to the Rangers, that's what we need Drury to be able to do over the next few years because yes. the cap is going to be tight. So, yeah, we're not gonna be able to resign Tyler Mott this year. Not gonna be able to. He's gonna he probably already said I want two million, and that's just too much for us. Maybe, maybe 1.75 was too much for us. And we can sit there and say it's because they signed Ryan Reeves and they shouldn't. have. No, but bottom line is this is where we are today. And we're not well, gonna be able eight. to sign depth guys. So they're gonna have to find their Corey Perry next year. They're gonna have to find their Nick Paul next year. They may have to give up next year's first round pick at the deadline. To get that next Blake Coleman, you know, to get a Blake Coleman type, mm-hmm. you know, where they can fit guys under the cap and shit like that. This is if they're going for it, that's what they're going to have to do.
1: Right. I'm not. I'm not completely disagreeing with you. To me, if you're giving up multiple first round picks, I think it has to be for a second line center. And I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I understand. Like, obviously, Miller's back on the market, and, and we'll we'll talk about that. Yep. Uh, I guess we'll touch on it now as we segue into you know the offseason and what the what the future looks like but obviously and and again thank you rangers for not broadcasting Chris Jury's friggin' end of season press conference why does this team continually miss the boat on everything? I don't care I know and I know guys if you're out there you're listening to this show can you do us a favor tweet at the Rangers tweet at their Twitter account complain because I know I do I know Sean does why is Chris Drury's end-of-season press conference A conference call And we can't listen to the words Coming out of this man's mouth I got to get the the feedback from Vince From Larry, from Molly, from Colin Dan Rosen I got to interpret what they interpret Instead of getting to listen to it with my own ears And hearing how he's saying stuff Right You know, because let's be honest I mean, they can tell you what he said But if it's, if it's words coming out of his mouth they, You can kind of Read body language, you know how how it comes out of his mouth, how he says it, cadence. Why can't why can't we do this right? It just makes no sense to me. It just I I I don't get it. If I can ever talk to Larry Brooks, I'm going to ask him why they do this. The fans are starving for this stuff. You just went to the Stanley, you almost went, you went, you were two wins away from the Stanley Cup final, and we can't hear what the GM says. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it doesn't. It's make absolutely
1: s yes, I know I cry about this and bitch about it, but if everyone's listening out there, please do me a favor: tweet at the Rangers, please and 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 just let's just try to do do some kind of upheaval here. I understand. I'm I'm, I'm probably I'm probably preaching to everyone that already does do it. Right. But if you have friends <laughs> that are novice Ranger fans, borrow their Twitter account and ask if you can do it. I'm I'm half kidding anyway. Half. But kidding. uh, I'm half kidding. I have have kidding, but, uh, I forgot what I was saying, but the, the, uh, you know, he, he seemed to say, you know, obviously he said all the right things at at the press conference the normal cookie cutter bullshit nonsense that we, uh, we assumed he was going to say, um, he did stress that, um, that the, uh, second line center was going to be a priority. Uh, you know, the thing that I wanted to ask you, there's a contingency, of writers, of bloggers, however you want to classify them, that feel it's between Cop and Strom. Now, do you feel? No. I, I don't know if I asked you this last time. Yeah, I do don't you feel that, feel that it's be just between Cop and Strom?
0: No, not honestly, not at all. Okay, I think that they're both independent of each other, and I think that they're both independent of how the front office is viewing, um, their second line center situation. I think that. I think a trade is still their preferred method to go because of cost certainty. So if they're going to bring in, like let's say for instance, they are trading for Miller, they are trading for Shifley. They already know what that cap hit is going to be. It's it's already there, and then and there's no term to it. They know that in two years they're going to have to sign Lafreniere. You can't. Could you imagine Andrew Cops five and a half million dollars or five million dollars being the reason you can't sign Lafreniere?
1: The the thing I want to say about Lafreniere, and, and and obviously we'll 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 touch on every guy, and and I want to ask you a question as far as you know, uh, giving your giving me your A and your F player uh, mm-hmm. for the season. Um, we'll we'll bring that up, talk about that a little bit later. But Lafreniere's got to play in your top six if you're going to pay him big money. If he ain't good enough to play in your top six, then you either need to trade somebody or you need to trade him because you cannot pay a guy. Six. Well, I don't know what, what his next contract is going to be. I think it'll, I guess it'll be based off of what he does this year, but I, I don't know what it, what do you feel? I mean, we'll, I, I know we're jumping around here, but I guess sure. it's the off season. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Um, <laughs> Not that we haven't already. <laughs> what do you think his next contract is? I mean, if, if he has a similar season to this year where it's very choppy where, all right, he still scores around 20 goals. What's his next contract? Are you giving him an eight year deal? I will. At, I, at five I, or six million dollars? I, I will put it this way
0: I will be floored. I will be shocked if he finishes with less than 55 points next year. Shocked. I think if he plays on the first line the entire season, we're talking upwards of 65, 70. Right. If he's playing on in a second or a third line role where he takes over Strom's spot on the power play. I think you're talking 55.
1: Well, I it, I think it's all going to be contingent on who the on who their second who the second line center becomes because if you bring in Miller or Shifley, they're slipping into strong spot on the first power play. You're not you're not bringing um, in a guy like that. Shifley,
0: yes. I don't know about Miller. Miller Sean, could be you're on the second line.
1: Yeah, I don't listen, I I if I'm wrong, I will yeah, you know, I always admit when I'm wrong. I love being mm-hmm. wrong. Um, especially when it comes to the range of success. But you're telling me you're going out. You're trading probably three pieces for JT Miller, and you're not playing on your first power play.
0: I don't know that JT Miller is going to cost you three pieces now
1: that he's a rental. I I don't agree with that. Now that he's a rental, he's not. Well, he's he's, he's still getting him for a full season. I mean, Just he's one. he's a full season rental. He's not a, a, you know a thirty game rental.
0: They missed their boat on on capitalizing top dollar for. Well, him.
1: this is how they might not miss their boat, and you know We'll we'll, we'll segue into this because we, there is. We talked about this briefly last week um, about the, the report out of um, out of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, now it was on tra- it's, uh, insider trading. It, it led off insider trading tonight that Miller and Brock Besser are both being shopped. I personally think Besser is going to get moved because he is the winger. He is 25 years old. You have a team like the New Jersey devils with a shit ton of cap space, a lot of prospects and looking to improve to me that seems like the, the destination where, you know, you, you send a 25-year-old player who can grow with, uh you know, an up-and-coming team. And I think Besser's the one that's probably going to get traded. But Was it Besser also, or Horvat? Besser. Okay. It was Besser. I'm um, sorry. Uh, no, that's all right. And, uh, you know, as far as Miller, I mean, you get a team again, another team even – I mean, I don't know if the Devils need a center, but another team that – is up and coming that has cap space that needs to center that could afford to give JT Miller eight or nine million dollars a season for eight years. They're going to trade what they need to trade to get to get him. Now, obviously, they're going to have preliminary conversations with him to find out what kind of contract will he sign before they start giving up a haul. But I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. We've seen it happen. Wouldn't it wouldn't it be the first time? Well, you're not wrong. So, uh listen, they I, also I don't know said They don't
0: want draft picks but they just want players. They want right, but young so I'm,
1: players. Well, I don't listen. I, I don't know if the devils would trade Dawson Mercer. I don't think they would. I don't know if they trade, um, you know, anyone else, any of their other, you know, high end first round picks that they've drafted already. Um, I'm trying to think who else they drafted, uh, Alexander Holt, Holtz. Did he yes. draft him? Yes. I don't know if they draft. I don't know if they trade him. Uh, you know, they have the cap space. They got Supans dead weight off, off their books. So they have the money to do it if they wanted to. I, I, that's why I think Besser to me is is the uh, is the safer bet. But you know who who knows. But as far as Miller, I mean, to me, you put Miller and Shifley down the middle with with Mika. Either one of them. I mean, that's I mean that's that's a that's a Taves. You know that's that's a Crosby Malkin. You know right. I mean maybe not to the magnitude of those no, two man. guys. Obviously they're those are two are Hall of Famers. But you know that's a one two punch. That, you know, you can go up against anyone in the East, correct. anyone, you put including yourself points, in the situation. including Stamkos, right. you know, all the big boys, you know, you know, all the big boys. So to me, that's the route I'd go. I like Andrew Kopp. And like we, we talked about, if there was no salary cap, he'd be on this team tomorrow, as far as I'm concerned. Right. But uh I don't I just don't think long term that he's the answer at second line center. I also just I, I liked his
0: game better on the wing than I did at center. So to have to play twenty minutes a night 82, 82 times a year plus playoffs yeah. at center, I just don't see it.
1: You know, Shifley Shifley's obviously I think he's a year older than Miller. He's also signed for one extra year. Uh, you know, like you said, they don't need centers. They have um, No,
0: Miller's a year older than Shifley.
1: That's right. Oh, that, is yeah.
0: he? Yeah. Shifley's same draft as Mika. They were drafted right next to each other.
1: All right. I, 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 start I apologize before. about that. But uh, I, th- I thought it was the reverse. So anyway, you, you, got, you got him for $6 million, You got him for two runs. You got him right. for two cup runs. And listen, you know, who knows what the cap's going to be in two years. I'm not saying you'll be able to sign him. But then but he'll be 30, I'm, 32 years old. I'm just, just playing yeah. devil's advocate. Of course. He'll be 32 mm-hmm. years old. He ain't getting an eight-year contract at that point. So, who knows if the team is competitive, maybe you can get him to come back at a, a team friendly deal. I, again, I'm, 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 you know, I can't worry about three years down the road. We got to no. worry about winning right now. Like I said, with Igor's contract, while Panarin's still, his legs still <laughs> are still there. Right. You know, while we, when we got these, some of these guys on, on entry level contracts like Braden Schneider, we got Ryan Lindgren locked up for two more years after this. This is our window right now. And I guess we got to do we got to do. I'm 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 not saying yeah. that we should trade guys willy nilly and, and make stupid trades, but you're gonna trade somebody that's gonna hurt. One more, I do so.
0: I don't think so. I think it's well, gonna be guys who are on talk the roster. To. It
1: depends who you talk to. Nils Lundqvist is gonna hurt people. Oh, well, I mean, it's gonna hurt certain guys. You know that. And you know Brandon Hoffman, who um, fucking who are gonna hurt? Is, that guy's gonna. If you lose him, you're gonna hurt people. Great, but they're not you, on the roster. The point of the matter, but that's the other part. We talked about this all season, the lack of forward depth on this team. Now, it's still a problem. I'm sure is going to, but Ryan Reeves cannot be an everyday player. He cannot be. We're not talking about Ryan Reeves on this podcast. I'm so. just, Sean, I'm just, I'm <laughs> just reiterating <laughs> it. I'm reiterating it for, for people that have asked me. He is not, should not be an everyday player on this team.
0: The great thing that Drury showed me is his ability to read and react. And that is tenfold the the biggest part of being a GM. We we didn't have depth. We went into the playoffs with more forward depth than anyone we played. You know, we were able to withstand guys getting hurt and replace them with actual NHL players and not, you know, having to give you know, bring in Julian Gauthier's and Johnny Brzezinski's and you know fodder like that and well, on you, still Reeves,
1: you still had Reeves and Dryden Hunt playing which let's be honest I mean those two guys probably sure, he's be a, player, should be playing in a player he's a 12-year NHL veteran
0: he's an NHL player regardless of your view of him he's still an NHL player okay so
1: you say so <laughs> he's better that he's better than Julian Gauthier uh yeah yeah he, well that's not saying much but yeah he is but that, but that's the not difference. a better skater. I could tell you that much. No, but not that's, a better skater. Another, it would it be great if you could put Godier's legs on Reeves? How great would he fucking be? That'd be, that'd be something. <laughs> they have the same hands, though. I want hands hands, my, hands like Cineblocks, right? Yeah, resend my
0: comment from before. Shifley and Miller are the same age, same draft. Okay, they're both are they're both twenty nine. So okay. you know you know what threw me off Miller's is Shifley same.
1: has an extra year in his contract, right. and I and I, that's why I thought maybe he was uh, he was older. So yeah, I thought the same thing. Just, just went and checked. Um, I don't know what you give up for Shifley. I mean, obviously, it's it's going to probably start. I mean, Nils Lundqvist is definitely going. There's there's no bone. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I don't know if you would because you know Shifley obviously has two has two more years, so it's going to be a higher package. You're probably looking at three to four pieces. I'm I'm looking at two first round picks,
0: Nils, and another forward that's not on our not on our roster.
1: Drury's done something that no other range of GM since Neil Smith has done is and obviously say there's really the only other GM since Neil Smith. So, yeah. but uh and Gordon is trading trading first round picks for rentals. You know, obviously I know Cop was it a, was a, as it a, was a um a contingency first rounder uh which I guess they were happy to pay, but you know, we've always traded first round picks for guys that have had had time and tenure on their contract. We never really traded first round picks for a guy with one year or two years. Uh, maybe San Louis, I guess he's probably the one example where they did right. trade they actually wound up trading two two first round two picks first for him. This form. Um I listen, I guess if it needs to be done, it needs to be done if they need if that's what has to happen. But well I wanna um, let I
0: wanna lay something past you and, and see if you agree with this or not. I've been thinking a lot about this for the past week. I forget Mm. who I said it to on Twitter, but I see this team as having two separate windows for the future. Right now, we have two more years left on a window to win. Okay. There will be a dip after that because we're going to be saying goodbye to veterans like, you know, when Panarin, Truba, when these guys start to fade out, that for – waiting for the Kakos, the Krapsovs, the Lafreniers to ne- take that next step to co- to be contenders, not, you know, where they're, it's all the, all the pressure and all the, all the everything's going to fall on them, you know, when they're 26, 27, 25, that age group. Mm-hmm. Till we get there, you know, as soon as this run is done, till we get to that run, there's going to be a little bit of a dip, not a dip to where we're going to be, like, rebuilding yeah. and, and, you know, not a playoff team, but you saw with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had their their one run when Crosby and Malkin Latang were all young at the end of the twenty ten, you know, the two thousand
1: salary cap was what what did that, right. and and also Crosby's health. So if you remember that, I mean that was that was two of the big reasons why they weren't as good. But they the cap, took, they the cap, took
0: a five year dip before they were back
1: to being contenders again. Well, because Crosby and Malkin were on, I believe they were on entry level contracts or close to it, and then all of a sudden they got those huge deals. And they didn't have the money. They didn't have the depth. They didn't have the money to, right. to build around them. So you need a you know, cap and, to and grow. And I wouldn't be the least them. bit surprised. Right? And Sean, I, listen. I'm, I hope I'm wrong. We may see a dip next year because no. they're not going to be able to be as deep next year. I'm I'm not they saying will. it's going to happen, but I'm just saying there could be because now you got Mika on a big deal. You got Fox on a big deal. Mm-hmm. You still got four almost four million dollars in dead cap space for next season, yep. and we're going to see. I mean. They don't, have, they don't have the cap space to, to do what they did at the trade deadline next year. Get,
0: but they can get creative and figure out a way to circumvent it for, come the deadline. When I see it. Again, when I see
1: it, I believe it.
0: I believe it because I saw him do it this year. Not cap-wise, but as far as addressing the depth. He didn't go out and get the well, splashy he had, guy. He went out no, and addressed did. the depth.
1: And I don't I and I agree with you hundred percent, but they had the cap space to do really essentially whatever they wanted. I mean they could add, they could have added dry side limit David but they at the trade that if they wanted they, to. They didn't
0: they didn't get anywhere close to the cap ceiling, even after all that.
1: They didn't I well they go had, for, yeah, because they they have accrued they accrued so much cap space they didn't have to.
0: But I'm saying that they the cap wasn't even a factor in how he operated. It wasn't like he said, Oh shit, I have I have seventeen million dollars to spend at the cap. Let me let me use all
1: of it. No, I mean it depends on what was available. I mean, I don't think there was really anybody of of absolute substance. There was no there was no Rick Nash or or Brad Richards available at the trade deadline or St. Louis. There were those three guys. But if you look at the guys they looked at in the past Mm -hmm. at the trade deadlines, all three of them, St. Louis was the only one they actually got at the deadline. Right. But all three of those guys, they looked at Richards at the deadline in two thousand and eleven. They decided to wait. They looked at Nash in two thousand and what was it? Two thousand and twelve at the deadline. They decided to wait. I mean, they, those guys were not available at the deadline. They got. Let's be fair. They got one of the most coveted guys at the deadline. Andrew Kopp was one of the most coveted. Him and Giroux. Giroux was number one. Cop was probably number two or number three as far as forwards at the deadline that, that would that were that were desired by teams. Am I, I wrong? Ha- I didn't think he was that high. I, according I to – uh, based empire. off of what the national media was saying and how they were talking about him and how they splashed his face all over Trade Center and all over the place, as far as the top forwards available, he was one of the top forwards available. Was in the
0: top, yeah, I, I always saw him in the – toward the bottom of the top tens that they would – Well,
1: again, I mean, I know Lekkinen was available. I mean, but who, who else was out there that you could honestly say that the Rangers – you well, know, I mean, up there, was until, no big, uh, there, was, there was no big splash up until they weren't traded
0: up until they weren't traded. JT Miller and Shifley were still two names that you were seeing every day.
1: Yeah, but they weren't. I don't know if those guys were going to the Pavelski deadline.
0: as well. Pavelski was a big name that was talked about until he wasn't available anymore.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I those how often I mean, we have Kane came is traded at the trade deadline. Right. I have a big term, man. but in the past when he went from what did he go from Nashville from uh from Buffalo big, uh, to, Win- no, Winnipeg Buffalo. Winnipeg to Buffalo Winnipeg to Buffalo then, then Buffalo to San Jose right but i mean and but came but was a free agent when he went, was was a UFA when he went to San Jose when they traded him that second time no, from he was Buffalo they traded for first round picks but I know i know that but when they traded him from Buffalo to San Jose he was he they they had to re-sign him that summer he was a free—I think he was a UFA, or he was an RFA. He was one of them. It was
0: an, yeah, he must have been an
1: RFA. He might have been an RFA. But they gave him a long-term contract based off of that season. Mm-hmm. My point is, is those type of players very rarely get traded at the trade deadline. It's all rentals. It's all guys with, with really no term left, especially now. I mean, there weren't—how many guys got traded with term at this trade deadline? Not many. No, because nobody can take on term right now. I think That's the problem. Lekenden, right. Listen, I'll tell you right now, I wanted Lekin. You know that. I yeah. know that. We both liked him. Yes. D- look how clutch he's been for them. Yep. He how clutch he's been for Colorado. Uh but because of the salary cap ramifications, you know, you what know, Qu- uh Colorado could afford him because they're losing Kadri and they're losing Nashuk, N- N- whatever that, N- the hell his name is.
0: Discretion N- 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 the- N- scoosh- yeah, ah, yeah.
1: whatever yeah. exactly. Tom Twister. Yeah. So again, I mean, those type of players just don't become available, so mm. they got they got one of the better guys. They got the Rangers got what they needed. They needed this guy who just shot. They got him. They got a versatile guy that can win face-offs, can play the wing, can play center, can kill penalties, can play in your power play. They got him. They needed a gritty bottom six guy who was scrappy and and, and and hit everything in sight. They got him. They needed a a six defenseman with playoff experience, with some size. They got him. They got, they hit everything Mark. they needed.
0: And I'm confident he'll do it again next deadline. He'll address, there'll be kids so. up. There are going to be kids that are going to get their chance early in the season, the same way that Nils that's, that's, got his chance before he was replaced by Schneider. Schneider got his chance and succeeded, so that was right. one less thing they needed to address. Right. But you're going to see Kraftsov get his chance. You're going to see Zach Jones or Matthew Robertson or both get their chance at some point you know, to start the season, mm-hmm. and there'll be an evaluation. Because the team is good with, – with with Igor and Nett, the team is good enough to be a playoff team next year like without questions. Unless they listen, unless they're going to have a 1993 type season, and, and you know, we have to oh, deal yeah. with something like that, barring yeah. any like catastrophic type of thing like that, you know, Leech slips on some ice. You oh, know, Adam, Fox, Adam Fox gets drunk at, uh, you know, the Ugly Duckling, and you know, <laughs> slips on some ice and in Long ugly Beach ugly. On, his, on his way out.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, you know oh, man, unless we're good. unless we're dealing with something like that. Um, yeah, you know, you could pencil us in for for. We're going to be in the playoffs next year, so it becomes an evaluation of who out of these kids is ready for playoff hockey and who isn't. And whoever isn't, I have all the confidence in the world, Drury will address it by the deadline. And that could mean for the 2C also, if Miller and Shifley are not – the price is just too high. And he feels, you know what, I might be able to get away with having Heedle as my 2C to start the season – Signing a depth center, you know, an Eric Christensen type, just to throw an old name out there to oh, be geez. my to be a three C, uh-huh. something like that, or maybe a maybe a Paul Stastny becomes ends up become heard three name.
1: But I've just heard that name. Throwing a lot. those
0: types of names out there, just depth guys to fill in, and then let's reevaluate where we are at the deadline. If Heedle's not up to they it, may. then we can always move Heedle back to three C. And yep. the price for JT Miller at the trade deadline will be significantly less than it is this off season.
1: Uh, it's still going to cost you a first round pick. It's still going to cost you probably probably going to cost you three pieces. So. I don't I don't think it's going to. But three. it's not going to cost you. Uh, look what it cost. Look what it cost for Giroux, Sean. What did Florida give up for Giroux? Go back and look at that trade. It was three pieces. Am I wrong? They had. Then they gave up a prospect, a pretty good. it wasn't a good prospect rounder? at all.
0: No, they gave up a first-round pick and a B-level prospect.
1: So it's the we equivalent, have to look that up. It's I the could equivalent, have sworn they gave up someone of substance. The
0: equivalent of us giving up our first-round pick. was
1: And they gave up a first-round pick for Sherrod. Yeah. Well, they gave up a uh, first-round no, pick for Ben Sherrod. Yeah, Miller's
0: going to get a first-round pick, but I don't think he's going to get a first-round pick and Nils Lundqvist at the deadline. But no,
1: he's not, he, might, but he, might get, he might get Will Cooley. He might okay, get Matthew a Robinson. B level he might get Those are B-level well, prospects. He, but again, you need to, the Rangers right now need depth in the worst possible way. That is their biggest need, glaring need right now. Because, you, like I said, like we talked about on last show, you know, Vitrano, Cop, Mott, Strom. That's four guys, substantial players, guys. And as much as I don't, as much as I'm not a Ryan Strom fan, he's still better than probably other guys that are going to probably take his place. Right. As of right now, but those are four extremely important players, and you're not going to be able to replace them all.
0: Right, but the depth doesn't matter if you don't have your two C that you need. So if the price is too high, and no, put it this way: you know how we'll know the price is too high if Miller's not moved to anybody, and we may say, that may be the case. Vancouver may say, you know what, let's let's try it again for this season. The only way happens. Miller's
1: moved is if, in my opinion, he gets a rent king's ransom, right, and whoever gets him signs him. That's that's my opinion. Then that won't be us. That's what I'm thinking. No, and I and I and I I I don't think it's going to be us. I think to me the the more logical trade is a team we've already made a trade with, and that's going to be that's going to be Winnipeg. Right to me, Shifley is though. I think Miller fits this lineup better because I think he does more things that this team lacks. And I'm not. And this is not a knock on Shifley one bit because he's a remarkable player but miller to me checks more boxes he does but 2 um, years is 2 years and 1 year is 1 year exactly and, and I, honestly you know I, I, the only way the only way they keep, can keep miller is if, if they trade if they if, right. if Kako completely falls off of, off the boat
0: and i'll say this i i'm obviously not in tune to the everyday workings of uh, the winnipeg jets and their situation i don't know mark shifley's personality in any way shape or form i've never mm-hmm. heard a bad word of mark shifley until this year. So, but hey, for football fans out there, you never heard a bad word about Antonio Brown until you until you heard a lot about Antonio Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know what Shifley's deal is. All that I know is that there's a huge disconnect between him and Blake Wheeler, and it's a fractured locker room because of it. So, is it just a matter of two guys don't get along the same way Eric Lindros and Brindamore couldn't get along for obvious reasons? And mm-hmm. one had to go, and it wound up being, you know, Brindamore that, that went? I don't know. Or is it worse than that? Is it where he's a, just a total jerk off? I don't know. I, we have no way of knowing that, but yeah. the players know that, and that's the you know front offices know that because players talk. You know, there's enough guys. I'm you don't think Andrew Kopp has you know answered questions to whoever was asking as far as what's going on up there. Yeah, yeah, he's in the locker you know, room.
1: The other thing I think the Rangers are going to have to, and that's and that's a, and that's, a, that's a great point, Sean, because you know this team has a very good. Locker room, And yep. the last thing you want to do is bring in, you know, a, a guy to, to ruffle guys feathers. And that's the last thing this team needs. Right. What I will say, though, is you, you and I both know that you win championships down the middle. You know, as, as great as, as Lafreniere and Panarin and Kako and Kreider, as great as those four guys are, you can't be tying up, you know, tens of millions of dollars in, on, on your wings and leaving your centers bare. So, I mean, I look at I look the two at teams in is, the cup
0: finals right now, who's their two Cs? Well, not normally who, it would not be who it would be Brayden, it really should is? be Brayden Point. Brayden Point and Kadri, but need the ones playing.
1: Well, with they got them there though. They got them mostly so got them to that Porrelli point.
0: Sorelli and JT Comfer?
1: Yeah. Comfer's actually had a very good playoff. <laughs> I've heard Roy his playoffs. name nonstop. He's had, had a very good playoff. Yeah. You know that then that's that's that that brings me to, you know, another point is like you got you got guys that that are just playoff performers. You know, that guys that step up in the playoffs, I mean, you know, we didn't really see a lot of that. I mean, I guess he'll he'll kind of made some bones about Mm -hmm. it. But again, I mean, like we talked about on the show with him, he's got to stay healthy. You know, you can't have him missing 20, 30 games every single season. It's true. So you got to kind of figure out, listen, is this guy going to be the long-term answer here? If he's not, then... They may they, they may be better off trading him this offseason because his value may never be higher. If his value
0: is extremely high, that in other words, if you're able to get Shifley, let's let's just say this for instance, if you're able to get Shifley for a first round pick, Heedle and Jones, you got to trade Lundqvist. But I'm just saying, or, or, or I see, I, I still think Lundqvist is rated as a higher prospect. That's why
1: I went Jones. To me, I mean I think you can they just need to move, in another I, trade. Well I the only reason care. I'm saying I think they need to move along quest is because I think the longer this guy yes. doesn't play in the NHL, mm-hmm. it's just his value is Leah Sanderson after a while. I, I mean I just think that you're just gonna just plummet.
0: I think there's a less than twenty percent chance that he's on the roster at camp.
1: Who do you think who do you think you if you were to say of of the guys that we that we've mentioned, either we a Heedle, Kratzoff, Nils Longquist? What would you say in that order the likelihood of the guy the guy playing for next season in playing? the roster playing in the roster for next season I think Heedels the most likely to
0: play okay then, then Kravtsov and then you know
1: 60 Those are the staff. three guys those are the three guys that have been mentioned the most obviously of the range I, of prospects I think
0: there's I think there's a better chance that Sergey Baraglazov is playing for the Rangers <laughs> next year than Nils <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the uh, legend Gusev, of Yarko Evening... I think the legend of Yarko Even will come out of a fucking will come out of the ground and play for the Rangers next year before Nils Lundqvist does.
1: Listen, I've seen stranger things happen, but it really all depends. You know, it all depends. The Rangers have been fortunate this year that their injuries to their defense, with the exception of Lindgren, has been have, were pretty decent. They didn't really have a lot many. I'm still waiting on Yarko. I'm still waiting on the I'm still waiting yeah, on him. I'm still waiting for Michael Sauer to come off IR. He doesn't know who he is. That's not fair. That's that is not fair. That's not fair. What what what, what I, mean, I always talk about that what, Yarko what just picked up end, and end end left crazy. us.
0: Yarko quit on us.
1: Well, we, we had traded, a few guys do. We traded we had a few Brian guys Leech, right us
0: and the only hope was we got Yarko imminent.
1: Well, well, I had Maxim Kondratchev. Maxim had to, was in that trade. Was a decent defenseman which they wound up trading for yeah, Peter Sikora. Was there
0: anyone you talked about for cuz you got to remember that trade happened. And then we go to a lockout. So there's an entire calendar year where the <clears throat> only thing that keeps you going is we got Yarko it. Like that just that kept that kept me so like hopeful okay. for when we finally come back out of the lockout.
1: We got Yarko it. So all right, so <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up because this is this is totally off, off topic, but who us go do off you think, topic in the offseason? No. Who do you think who do you think turned out to be the best prospect? that that ranger trade deadline post lockout turned out to be now let's just rat, let's just think of the trades that they made so they traded Peter Nedved to Edmonton they got if I remember they and it was Nedved and UC marketing they got Dwight Helmanen is it is it Valaket?
0: is Valaket the Valaket best that?
1: in that trade and they got they got a draft pick then they traded Chris Simon for Blair Betts, Greg Moore, oh, so and best. Jamie McLennan. Okay. Blair Betts might turn out to be the yeah, best the, player in, in, of the prospects that they right. got. Then they traded Kovalev for Joseph Bale. Yeah. Then they traded Matthew Barnaby for Chris McAllister and David Lifitin. Then they traded uh, who the hell was the other guy? Uh, obviously the lead trade, which was Yorko Eminen, Kondrachev, um, and, and a first rounder. They traded Malakoff. For Rich Kozak and a second-round pick. I mean, they did nothing. I mean, oh, granted, you got you got Dubinsky and you got Callahan in out of those draft picks. But they also drafted Glory Group, Bruce Graham, Dane Byers, Billy Ryan. I mean, they drafted horribly in that draft. Horribly. I mean, it's the worst draft. One of the worst drafts I've ever seen. So it just goes to show you all of those guys that they traded. So who is that? Nedved? Kovalev, six guys, I think, six to seven guys. And Blair Betts was the best player you got out of all those players who actually played in your lineup for more than one season.
0: Yeah, but I had an entire two years of playing NHL where Yarko Imanin was my franchise player going forward.
1: <laughs> yeah, God. All, there think, was nothing I to you talk and about. I think, you and I, I think you and I, yes. And I think you and I broke down his stats. And they're not—they're not good at all. He I think pl- he played 30 games. I think it was the most he played. Did he play 30? He I, made I, it 30? I think we broke down the stats. I don't remember. I, I'm not looking it back up again.
0: Yeah,
1: it's—it's it's depressing. I mean, see, that's the point that kills me sometimes. It's like you see these trades that say they're made, and he was usually the king of trades. But don't, that trade year. deadline was not—not not good.
0: Not that—not
1: good. He should have stayed. Not in, good. He should have stayed in. Yeah, and. Yeah, I mean, he oh God, <laughs> but you know, listen, he made up for it down the road. Obviously, yes. the Rangers had a, a good run on second rounders. You yep. know, between you know, obviously, and Nisimov, and we said we said Dubinsky and Dubinsky uh, started, and yeah. Derek Derek Stefan, and yeah. you know, Feder Tootin was our was our big hope, hopeful prospect coming out of that lockout. He was right. our he was our cream cream of the crop guy. Um, and Yarko Eman, you just never know. You just never know. I mean, look at Tampa Bay. Every guy that they've gotten, they've hit on. Palat in the sixth round, yeah. Kucherov in the second round, Braden Point in the third round. I mean, Sean. I well, mean, they had, must have had they might have four Clover up their ass well, because so let's address, you can't you can't draft, the draft any better than that. I so mean, that, that's just incredible.
0: Let's address the news then. So, pretty much the entire Ranger scouting staff is gone. Starting with Gordy Clark, he is retired. Mm-hmm. This was this was put in place last year where were, he was taking a step back
1: before retiring this offseason. All their Canadian ones are gone. All Andre gone. Dore and another Everybody's guy. And I do not know Andre Dore was still around. I don't
0: think there's one scout left that wasn't hired last year by Drury. Everyone okay. who was here previously, from that was here for Gorton and for Say there before him mm-hmm. is gone. Okay. So the entire yeah, scouting that. and it, and this is the right time to do it because it's a draft.
1: You don't have any high picks
0: in, so no. Have four can't.
1: picks. You have a second, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. Right, but I'm saying, it's, and a low second is, for them. This matter. is not a
0: major war room type of type of draft for them. They're not picking till sixty-three. I think. I think is well, their first pick.
1: Yeah, they they're picking they're picking third to last in the second right. in the second round.
0: I looked at the other uh, yesterday. I think sixty-three and then ninety-eight. Yeah. I think those are their two,
1: their second and third round picks this year. They don't have a third round pick. They have a second and a fourth. Cap friendly still has. A oh no! A three. Wait, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. No, they have a second and a fourth. They have been, they have Winnipeg's fourth, which uh, they got in some trade. You are. Correct. I forgot what trade that was. It's yes. a second, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth. Yes. So that's what they have. And, and listen, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with with these draft picks? But you know, listen. I, you know, I keep saying the word listen. I I, keep, I listen mm-hmm. back to the show, and I've said the word listen like a thousand times. The so third I rounder f- was traded for Ryan Reeves. <laughs> the fourth well the fourth rounder i believe was the was the pick they got for brett howden which was from vegas i'm i'm pretty sure i mean it could be wrong but i believe that's the fourth round pick well no the fourth round pick that we have now is from winnipeg it's from winnipeg but we got a fourth rounder for brett howden so i don't know if it's from winnipeg from vegas or Uh, something like that i don't know but yeah you know the the best part about this offseason and and obviously losing in the, is is the fact that we've got 2 weeks we have 2 weeks to the draft and 3 weeks to free agency and it's just coming up uh, uh, hopefully the Stanley Cup final will be over in the, in the next 4 days and we can just still completely focus on what's going on in the offseason and and tell me if i'm wrong is it was there always is there is it seem like if even if, if it goes 7 games is it like it's still like a, almost like a 10 day break between the Stanley Cup ending and then the, the start of the draft was it always that much time? It was more time because the, st- the the draft was always
0: just so last around Fourth July.
1: It was no, always. No. You sure? No, no.
0: I could have sworn the July draft was...
1: fir- no the July first was free agency. July one right, right, was always right, free agency. Right, right. So it was always like June the draft 23rd, was always the weekend 24th. before. Right, right. I always was under the impression that the NHL season ended around maybe it did not maybe around I'm wrong, the wrong I think the fifteenth. Right. So that, yeah, about, so yeah, 10, 10 days. days. That's, so that's, all right. You know, so I take that back. I take that back. So it, it's going to be around the same, around the same time frame. Right. So.
0: Yeah. So we'll know, we'll know. I mean, we're sitting here, it's June 21st. I mean, three weeks from now, we're going to have a, the answers to a lot of our questions. There's not a lot of speculation to really go around. Because I think no. most of the trades are going to be made by the draft. I mean, yeah, I mean you if maybe involve picks it'll be by the draft.
1: Well well yeah, I mean obviously, right. but I mean we didn't see a lot of trades last year, I don't think, around the tra- around the draft that I remember. Not like that one year. Do you do you remember that one year where uh it was it uh, Taylor Hall got traded, uh Supan got traded for Shea Weber? It was like it was like boom, 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 it was like three trades and oh and then Stamco signed his contract, I think that's what it was. I don't remember I don't remember the date of that, but it was mm-hmm. like bang, 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 like three big big moves like in a row at the draft. Um, no, I that. don't know if it was at the draft. or it was the day of the draft. We did see, I'm, I'm lying. We did see a few trades before the first round last year, boost. Navich got traded. Right. And there was a few other things before, before the first round that was done. So, you know, listen, we're, we're going to see, we're going to see a lot of what, what's going to, where this team's going to shake out and they're going to make moves. I mean, there's depth, there's moves that need to be made. They need mm-hmm. a backup goalie They, I mean, I would be, I would be absolutely shocked. Oh, and by the way, Patrick Nemeth has moved up to number two yeah, I saw on that. Cat Families. <laughs> For the buyout list. Buyout. I saw that. God bless Ranger fans. Don't say don't say that hockey does not matter in New York because yep. it's it's beating out Canadian teams like crazy. And well, why Cassian's Cassian is number one is beyond me why Zach Cassian's number one. How much money is that guy possibly making? Four? Two and a half million? No. He's I making think, four million dollars? I think he is. Oh my God. What, is that a Ken Holland contract or is, was that uh, the guy before him? What the hell was the guy before him? Shirelli. Had to be. Had oh to my be God, what a terrible contract. 3.2. That well, that's terrible for him.
0: He still has uh, two years left. Oof.
1: Sign, many, what, signed
0: by Ken Holland. It's a Ken Holland contract.
1: How many years did they give him? Four. 12.8
0: million over four years. I
1: don't know. He went to Edmonton and he got stupid, that guy. He used to be a very good GM, but he went. They got Duncan Keith. Was stupid trade. Is it anyway? Though,
0: he, they, that was finally the leadership piece that they needed to get as far as they he got. He was
1: just a shell. But the way the, the fact that they gave up so much to get him, I uh, see it's, that it's part part guy it. that the guy that wanted out, and then then they take the whole cap hit or something like yeah, that. No, I, mean, it's I don't little. know. Dumb, just dumb. I, I don't. I don't listen. Whatever. It is. Hard
0: to argue. They they finally I, listen. They they could. They, you know what they put to rest up there? They put the rest, the whole McDavid's going to leave type
1: nonsense. Well, he may still leave.
0: Not if they're a team that's going to make it to the Western Conference Finals
1: and, and yeah. with a chance to advance past that. You know what? There's so many goalies out there. I mean, they can't find anybody better than Mike Smith. I'm sure that's... I mean, the guy's 40 years old. You can't find anybody better. I'm sure they I will. I mean, you're wasting, you're wasting... And this is what pisses me off more than anything else about this sport is you waste guys' careers. I mean, you're wasting two of the best players in hockey are rotting in a shitty situation. I mean, just completely just rotting away. They're rotting away the prime of their career in a really shitty spot. Yep. It's terrible. It's terrible.
0: But I really this goes feel to show
1: them. you what you have to say to yourself, you know, maybe you shouldn't take every last fucking dollar. You know, yeah, this I mean, there's the, the, nothing to show that you. Know that they, now.
0: I think I there know. are, especially in hockey. I think in hockey, well, a I lot think, of people I think, who leave money I think, Mika,
1: I think Mika could have probably gotten nine and a half, ten million dollars on the right. open market if he wanted to. I agree. You know, Panarin didn't. <laughs> Panarin. I don't know how much he took. He no. took somewhat of a discount. I think. I think the islands were offering him over twelve million, and I think Columbus offered him over twelve right, million.
0: We, we saw the discount Shattenkirk took when he came here.
1: Yeah, we did. We did. He made. <laughs> damn, the guy was still making six million dollars a year. But it wasn't you know, seven he, by seven. No, it, it wasn't. Wasn't forty nine million. No, I'm, I'm I'm sure that I'm sure the Devils, uh, the Devils probably were uh, you know skipping through the meadows with that one, not giving that freaking contract. Why oh.
0: they just went out and turned around and gave that money to Supan.
1: Well, not for seven <laughs> years though. supan only had what three years left, four, four years I left. Think four. Well, it is what it is. But yeah. and they got Supan for nothing, and would they get it for a couple of draft picks? I'd rather have uh, that, was actually, <laughs> that was actually that was actually a draft trade too, supan with the Devils, but. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to see some trades. I mean, I, I listen. I I cannot see Patrick Nemeth coming back next season. I mean, not based off of what we saw. Uh, but, but I, I mean, we could, I, I, listen, I don't know what Jory's going to do.
0: There's a better chance that Nemeth is on the opening day roster than Nils Lundqvist.
1: Oof. There is. I, I'm not surprised. I'm not disagreeing with you, Sean. But I'll tell you, they're going. To, this guy is going to get eaten alive here. Every everything he does is going to be magnified. He doesn't have a chance. The fan base wrote this guy off before he got after here. I mean, yeah. uh, not even before. I wanted to say before he got here, but definitely midway through the season, they, you know, you know how that goes. There's, there's no way home with these guys. Once you're out, you're out from this fan base, and you don't, there's you,
0: no way back in. I'll tell you right now. You know who else is going to be the next guy that faces this? It scares the shit out of me because I like the player. It's going to be Matthew Robertson. Because Not if Robertson way. gets the job over Zach Jones, you're just going to have a contingent of fans who will never, ever let it go. We traded Nils Blundquist. Zach but Jones was so much better than this guy. And, yeah, offensively, he's going to be better than Robertson. I don't know he's a better overall player, especially for that role.
1: I think if the team is winning and, you You've know. They're winning
0: this year and they're still killing
1: Nemeth. Well, and strong. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I don't think they were killing anybody. After Nemeth came out of the lineup, I think honestly they kind of left everybody alone. I mean, Strom was killed because he missed open nets, right? But he's done that all season. He's done that all season. I mean, isn't anything new? I mean, you got these, you got this contingency of fans. And again, I'm going to say this for the thousandth time: I think Roman Ryan Strom is a wonderful human being. He's a gentleman. He's the nicest guy on the planet. He's going to have a wonderful future in a in a booth somewhere doing color commentary for somebody. He's not right for this team. He shouldn't be here under with any number, unless he wants to come back for a million dollars, four million, five million. To me, it's the same. Right. It's about getting better. Right. It's about taking us to the next level. Stop going back to the well with the same team. You can't. You just showed. you needed to, win, you needed seven games in the first two rounds to beat Louis Domingue and Anthony Ranta. I mean, I understand the goalies are what they are. I mean, I, we we see we've seen shitty goalies make it to the Stanley Cup final. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. And
0: Ranta's not a shitty goalie. Let's on. We, we don't need to go. But there. he's not
1: Freddie Anderson, no, Sean. Well, I don't. He's see, not as good as Freddie Anderson. I don't know that. I, is Ranta good? Better than Freddie Anderson? I'm not a Freddie Anderson guy either. He, I think he's another guy that's been sheltered. I These think guys, that, he couldn't do it in Toronto. Then all of a sudden, he goes down to Colorado with his. No pressure, and all of a sudden, this guy's putting up great numbers. Did Ranta put
0: up any worse numbers than Anderson? They played in the, with the same team in front of him.
1: I don't disagree with you, but if they I'm going to well. take – Okay, but if you're taking one, who are you taking? If you need to win one game, who are you taking? Probably you Anderson really the because there's, okay. there's a better <laughs> chance that he'll finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. He's been hurt too. This is true. But, uh, you know, it's uh, – I saw Anderson play for 10 years and be
0: bad. So – I saw, Roth to pl- I saw Roth to play well f- over the last 10 years.
1: Who was the last goalie to succeed in Toronto? Curtis, Curtis Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> Curtis Joseph. And even then, they freaking chased him out of town. He <laughs> wound up going to Detroit or wherever the hell else he went. Vesa Takala. <laughs> God. <laughs> you, do you remember the goal he let up for center ice? Yes. Or from the, <laughs> other, from the, from the, from the other blue lines. Yes. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Rod <laughs> Davidson scored that goal. That is. I'll never that forget that.
0: No, I would never have gotten Rod have
1: Davidson. It. He wanted it up, I think he wanted it up playing for the Islanders. Or maybe it was the Islanders that scored that goal on him. He was playing for the Islanders. Or he was playing for San Jose, one of them. I forgot. But um again, it's there's always gonna be a whipping boy. There's always gonna be somebody the team picks on. It's and it's usually a defenseman. It's just the way it goes. I mean, it's it's always you know, Michael, Michael Roosevelt was the, was the Granger darling when he was making a million eight, when he made started making 5 million, uh-huh. they couldn't crucify that guy fast enough and he deserved it. And that's to say the mistake, say the love tr- making stupid signings. So I don't think Matthew Robertson's is going to get, take as much of a beating because he wasn't involved in a, in a, in a brutal trade and he w- wasn't a free agent. He's a homegrown guy, so he'll probably get a little bit more leeway. Yeah.
0: Which is true, because they, they they all shocked me with Schneider. I thought they were all going to kill Schneider because of uh, because of Lundqvist. He's he's a
1: homegrown guy. Ranger fans crucify two types of players. Other teams' prospects who get traded here, Brett Howden, Libor Hayek, Julian Gauthier, just to name a few, or the free agent defensemen, Wade Redden, Michael Roosevelt, uh, you know, Marek Malik. Tom Pody, you know the list goes on and on. All right. So those are the guys that get the wrath from the Ranger fan. The homegrown Ranger Brady's. We saw Brady Shea get a complete pass for three years. So good-looking guy with a puppy. Well, maybe that's probably why Braden Schneider's getting a pass, and why Matthew Robinson might get a pass. Does Matthew <laughs> Robinson to me to me look like a little like a Big Mike motto to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, Braden, oh, and Braden Schneider's for uh, central casting to be the next Superman. He should be. He's got the hair, man. I'm jealous of that. It's got great hair. said some head of hair. Good for, God bless, man. Good for him.
0: Braden, will you pick a number so I can get your jersey, please? I'm not yeah, getting forty five. He's gonna stay 45. forty-five? No. That's a jersey. Dmitry Khalid wants that's his number 40, back. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's gonna be number four. I think I think that's ultimately that'll be the number. Anyone was anyone number four this year? No. And the Rafi Diaz number retirement so me, does not have oh, any yeah. time. Yeah,
1: we have to we have to work on that. Uh so just just for as a joke, if if we get Shifley or Miller, what numbers are they going to be? Is, is Shifley going to take five because he's wearing fifty five now? Oh, maybe well, he'll take fifty, and we can we can. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh well, man, what would be great is if.
0: Uh... No, he can't. He can't because Mika was taking one pick ahead of Shifley. Or it was the opposite way around. Take, take, well, I mean, will Jared drafted.
1: Tenorti will Jared Tenorti give up his number five if uh, if they get For a case of beer, maybe. <laughs> for, maybe for a case of beer. Oh, that was the other guy they were killing. Oh my god, I can't yeah. believe they they signed Jared Tenorti. He's terrible. He's hard for fodder. I mean right. the things that I think mean, I love I'm I am a passionate, sometimes ridiculous Ranger fan. You know that I probably came off like a complete salty prick. At the beginning of the show, talking about Colorado and Kale McCarr, so I, I am fully aware of my Ranger bias and how it works and how everything is. So I try to be as politically correct and as diplomatic as humanly possible, but my Ranger colored glasses come through and true and true. And, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny it. It's just the way, way my DNA is. But um, well, I had a point and I forgot what it was. But uh, the I, I forgot. Yeah, just go. <laughs> I had a point, and I don't something remember just what it popped was. in my
0: head that I think will be a great segment going forward. Yeah. And this is the, the guys. This is be completely unique to this show because I don't. There's no other show that can even pull this off if they tried to. Rock, if he, if in in case some of you are newer listeners to the show, because I do see the numbers have gone up over the last few months. So I'm sure some people didn't listen in the beginning when Rock revealed that he has pretty much every Ranger game you know, since the uh, television was invented on VHS (laughs) and can always go back. I think it would be a really cool thing if every week you break down another game from the past, like you, you, you take the time to actually sit there and like watch, watch a full game and, and tell us about it. Yeah. Well, I think that'd be a really cool
1: Yeah, Guys comment on that. If you think that that would be cool to hear the the first game i remember as a as a fan that my my father taped it obviously and just to give you a little taste if we do do this segment sure murray batterman was in goal for chicago <laughs> and he was the last goalie that i remember that wore like the jason style mask wow so i have a vhs tape murray batterman is the goalie and he's wearing this this like jason style goalie mask wow and uh i remember dugay scored the first goal they went off both posts and went in uh james patrick i think i think they were i think they were winning three or four one in the first period um dennis savard of course scored um and uh james patrick was a beast and i think Bert batterman got pulled after the first or second period and bob so came in and replaced them this is amazing so i remember uh, that's one of the first games I remember. It was it was one of those teams, uh one of those games for whatever reason that I, I remember from that from that generation. And that's that's what I grew up with. I mean, you and I grew up when, you know, you know, ninety four was an admiration for us. It was something that we you know we or were spoiled because we weren't a long suffering Ranger fan at right. that point. We only had been a fan, diehard fan for what, you know, six or seven years. And we, we had a championship and, and sometimes I don't really feel like we appreciate it as much. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that. No, I, I, I understand that. We, we can't understand the magnitude of it. Cause I was just funny. I was just having dinner tonight with my wife and, and we were talking about, I was talking to her about like 94 and you know, the, the cup and how you and I were taking finals when we should have been at the parade. And, and we always say like, give us just one, you know, give us at least one, at least one. Right. but we can enjoy it as an adult and and really soak it in and appreciate it right and deal with the the, the agony because you know we didn't really experience it at that point like no. like maybe maybe not your father but my father and and a lot of our listeners parents that have suffered for 30 40 years without a cup so I just want I just want to have that feeling I want to have that appreciation of it and my father and, could have cared less <laughs> yeah well. I think even myself, I'm much more of a diehard fan than my father is because he even asks me sometimes. Oh, did you? He asks me questions, and you know he doesn't really pay attention the way he used to. But um, he considers himself a jinx because he's he sits down. Where you get it from? (laughs)
0: Well, you know it's funny. He sits down. I'm not going to Game Seven because you know why? Because I didn't go to the last game and they won that
1: one. Well, you know what it is. I'm (laughs) I'm super superstitious. Like the shirt I'm wearing. So this my shirt's a Rangers shirt. So I didn't I didn't wash it for, I wore it every night during, it was during the Pittsburgh series. So after they won game five, I didn't wash it the rest of the series and I didn't wash it until, you know, they lost game one against Carolina. And then I put on a different shirt and when they lost, I took that off and I threw that in the wash, put on another shirt. When they went, when they went against Carolina, I wore the same shirt for that whole run. So I'm, I'm extremely superstitious when it comes to certain things. Like if I turn the game on and the other team scores right away, I turn it off. That's amazing.
0: Don't get me wrong. It's I'm just, superstitious when it comes to going to the games. Like, for instance, it, got, it started to get hot toward the conference final. I didn't wear okay. shorts. <laughs> I was still wearing jeans. Oh, really? Just because of the fact that I hadn't gone to a game that they lost yet. So I still was wearing my Lafreniere jersey with the same yeah, on shirt. You had shirt. a good run. You had a good run. I, I hate guys Guys do understand this. I work from home. Nothing angers me more in life than having to put gel in my hair. I am uh, let my hair fucking fly all over the place. And if I have to leave the house, I put a hat on type of person. Mm -hmm. So I wear hats to Ranger Games all the time. I very rarely don't have a hat on. I went to game five in the Pittsburgh series straight from work. So my hair was gelled. I had to go to every fucking playoff game after that with fucking gel in my hair instead of wearing a hat. even, (laughs) Even on days where I worked from home and didn't have to fucking do it. Just because... I kept it going. I wore my Lafreniere jersey to every game. I wore jeans to yeah. every game. I wore the same sneakers to every game. Like I'm
1: That was a nice jersey, by the way. I saw that one. Thank you. I need to, I need to invest in a new one. Schneider. Yeah, well, like I said, I mean you made you made some great points. I, I I I'm just superstitious about a lot of things and when they if they win, I go. If they if I go, if I'm on a winning streak and I go, I go. Right. I I was at at that point, Sean, I was at their only home game loss. Okay. I was at game one, freaking triple overtime loss. Guys, he's not lying. He like, literally
0: was like, I'm, I, this is why I can't go. He was asking me to help. You, know, and help, you needed help selling
1: your tickets. And doing and the you raffle. Have, like, you I laugh. can't go. <laughs> and you want to laugh. I'm like, and I said to myself, I'm like, am I not going to go? I got, I'm, so I went to, I get to game one against Tampa. And I was like, and they blew him out. I'm like, oh man, this is freaking awesome. I mean, <laughs> I'm back. And, you know, then, you know, obviously the rest is, is history, but the, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a thing with me and, and I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get better and, uh, it's just something I have to work through. But yeah, my father, my father, like he says, no, no sooner do I sit down to watch them win, to play, to play. And they, the other team scores, he goes, it's unbelievable. He goes, I've never seen this before in my life, the way how bad I am as a jinx. So he's definitely worse than I am. So
0: funny. But it's yeah. but it's true, guys. He he really does take it to heart that much. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. That sacrifice right there.
1: Well, it doesn't help. I mean, it's it. I mean, I probably lost. I probably lost a ton of weight during these playoffs. Just just the absolute like just knots in your stomach and sickness. But you know, it's funny. And I and said this to, to my buddy, um, my buddy Brian, last year. And I think I even told you this that you know the team is good. When you actually get sick or you get nervous, you get nauseous before a game. No. you know you know the team is back. You actually care. No, you, you know you, you it, get emotionally invested. You get emotionally invested, right? Right. And the, right. And it felt and good now, to and feel Now it the again. expectations are through the roof. I mean, the expectations for us, for for our listeners, for for the fan base, they're, they're through the roof now. And I really should be. like, and I'm, I'm excited because, like I said, I said on last week's show, the the young players showed us something. And why I said to you that there's a sh- slight chance that this team could take a step backwards the only the only way that could happen is if all these young players do not progress and that is the only way I don't see it happening right I, I, I hope it doesn't happen but that there is there always is that fear that those these young players do not t- are not ready right. to take that, that next step and replace the veteran guys that they're losing and they need they, they need yeah. cheap shitty help. No, they need not shitty, but you know they need cheap help. And that's what it comes down to and that's why a guy like Kratzov is so vital right now. He is. Yes he is. he's someone so. who he's someone who let, I, I'll say it this way
0: so that it makes sense because I said it before last season. And this was what this was the proclamation I made when we first started this podcast where I predicted Kratzov would have 60 points this past year because mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be in that in that top six role on the right side. It didn't come to fruition. Obviously, he wasn't. He was never here to begin with. So he fell 60 points short of the 60-point mark. But um, I honestly, would it shock you if he comes in next year and scores 60 points?
1: It no. Wouldn't. Honestly, I don't think anything would shock me at this point. His talent
0: is there. He's not going to be 22 years old. I mean, Kuznetsov came into the league and made an impact right away at that age. You know, it's he's not 19. You know, he's played professional hockey now for what five five six years so and he's and he can play and he can play the nhl game that's not even a question anymore so I, I have a lot of high hopes for him i really if he's traded it better be in a move that significantly makes the team better to where i feel they got the value of a top 10 pick with him if they trade him to where he's basically traded as the b-level prospect the second round pick type the Lee sanderson trade Right, that's admitting a bust. Which Kraftsaw is not a bust. The difference, you know, he made it made a bad decision and went home, but it wasn't because of his play. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, they, they're going to need to find that players from somewhere, and there it is, eight seventy
0: five. You're not finding a Vegas better eight seventy five player.
1: Right. Right. I I do think though there are moves that need to be made because obviously then uh, essentially you're going into next season with. So it's Lafreniere, Kako, Kratzov, one, two, three, down, down, down the uh, the left side of your uh, uh, down left, the, right side. the left side the right side excuse the me right the right side. side of your of your lineup. So essentially, that's what it's going to look like. Yeah,
0: where I, I personally I think shocked, down the road, I'll be shocked if Lafreniere is not on the first line because I just think that they're they're investing in him and he and, and he I, showed that
1: he can play there. And I and he needs to play there. I yeah. mean, I honestly, like I said, I think I think if you're going to give invest big money in him, he needs right. to play in your top two lines. You can't invest big money if he's any, if he's not good enough to play in your top two lines. I understand he's still young. I understand he's still learning. I understand. I understand. I understand. So you're you agreeing. cannot invest big money in a guy that is not going to play in your top six. You can't. Right. You can't afford it. You know, and Kratzoff, they need him to. They they need him to hit a home run. On so many different levels because one, we don't know if he can even afford him after this season. So who, if he plays well enough to get something for him that you need in a, maybe a different, and different just to kind of collect assets. Cause I don't really know Sean, if this team has the cap space to sign all these young guys and, and keep, right. and, and and keep building a roster that's going to be competitive because that third line is eventually going to need some kind of identity because I, I do believe that eventually the fourth line is going to have Goudreau and Blay on it. And whoever the third, third guy is, whether it's Rooney, whether it's Mott, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see. Will we'll Cooley, if he, if he cracks the lineup. But I think where the team needs is obviously is the second line center. And they need to give that third line some kind of an identity. And, I, and we saw the kid line explode. Why Gallant didn't keep them together and why he felt like they weren't good enough is beyond me. And yep. he got criticized for it. But um, they're going to need some kind of identity, and they're going to need to produce.
0: It just, it just if if there's no trade there, and there's no, I, I don't see them doing anything in free agency. Other than oh, minor, gonna, other than minor, I mean, like one and a half oh, million. They're not dollars. getting Johnny yeah. Goudreau, and they're not getting George right, Rue. Right, right, I right. mean,
1: they, but they're gonna they're gonna sign some depth. They're players. not gonna find their two C in free do. agency. Greg McKeag's coming back. Mark it down. He should. He's a good depth player. But he's a good he's he's, back. He's Watch. A, That's
0: an NHL player, though. And you need that. I'd rather see Greg McKeag than Johnny Brzezinski. Brzezinski's not an NHL player, and I'm sick of seeing those types of guys get minutes here. So um yeah. I, I think there's a very I would uh, truthfully, I'd put it at 50 50 that next season on opening night,
1: is your second line center. Okay. So that's good. Let's so we'll segue into this. So I I, I asked uh, our our group page for some some you know opinions some some questions just some feelers just to some stuff that people wanted maybe for us to talk about um, and uh, obviously our good friend Alec Alec Hidel, uh asked who who do you think the second line center is going to be so if you were to say who the second line center is going to be for next season in your gut who do you think it's going to be I if you if you were if you were a betting man do you, so let's just go this way is it Strom cop or other other. Other. Okay. He also asked, uh, oh, this one's torts and possibly Quinn in a news conference. Again, how much swagger can we stand? Uh, what do you think? Well, what do you think first off of, of Tortorella being the, the flyers coach and, uh, David Quinn possibly going to Boston? Both match made, both matches made in heaven.
0: And I just want to laugh at Boston that they let one of the top ten coaches in the league walk to replace him How fast David did Clay.
1: Vegas swoop, swoop in and grab that guy? The guy's a great coach. Great coach. Yeah, you know what, though? Sometimes, Sean, the, the, the message gets stale. Um, he's, he wasn't he's there been that there long. F- well, five he's there, years. Finio was here for five years. You know, I mean, the message gets stale after a while. I don't yeah. understand the team was going downhill, but... They'll they ruin the day that players. they fired him. They'll ruin the I'm day sure they, they fired him. I'm sure they will. And honestly, he's on the East, West Coast now. Cassidy I don't give do a shit about Boston. In Vegas. He'll do great in Vegas. Yeah, he I'm will. sure you will. Uh that other think? sack of shit that just keeps
0: getting hired no matter what happens.
1: DeBoer? Yep. Oh, good. Well, he's gone to two cup finals, so he's, he's done something right. Got lucky, I think, but definitely with the Devils. But that's, that's that. we talked about that about 2012, that the Rangers definitely – you know, shut the load there on uh, six defenseman, six defenseman for 2022, 23. Who, who do you think? Who's the I know sixth it's a, defenseman? Who do you think is going to be the sixth defenseman on the ranges for the 22, 23 season? All right. The five, these that we all Alec, these Alec yeah. questions. He, he, he definitely took the time. So we're going to, yeah. we're going to just rattle these off really quick for him. Um, I think Robertson winds up being the sixth
0: defenseman along with wow. the five that we interesting. Done. I think, yeah, I, 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 I think that both both Robertson and Jones are both going to get chances on the left side with Schneider. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the season, it'll be one of them standing and the other one probably traded. And I think the one that'll mm-hmm. be standing is Robertson because he fits the role.
1: Okay. That, listen, That's I wouldn't be surprised if they do have a young defenseman there, but I also think that they're going to bring in... You know a Justin Justin Braun type guy at the deadline at a cheap cheap deal. And they might bring him in if they can get a guy like Brandon Smith for 800K in the off they might. to be your seventh defenseman to to be there as an emergency. But again, they do have Jared Sonorty. I'm again, I'm not. <laughs> they do still have him under contract, so don't be the least bit surprised. We'll see, but we'll,
0: I, we will see we'll someone say. someone brought in for a million dollars on a. That could be you know that could be sent down to Hartford. That'll be a seventh defenseman. I still mm-hmm. think that they'll wind up doing eight defensemen again this year because I think that both I think both Jones and Robertson will both get their chances where they're both basically ins, inserted mm-hmm. in and out
1: of the lineup. I don't agree with that only for the fact that if they both ha- are waiver exempt, I think they'd rather have them playing in Hartford and you can bring them up whenever you need them so i don't think they're going to – i think they're going to because of their salary yeah, then cap they can't situations practice. but then they can't practice i know sure but the only the only reason i'm saying that is because i think because of their salary cap situation for lack of a better adjective you know they they're going to they're going to need to accrue as much cap space so they're going to probably carry the bare minimum this year right. maybe one maybe one extra guy. i would like guy. to know
0: i would like to know from either danny if he knows or if mm-hmm. i have to resort to it asking uh, staff boy steven Because Robertson was a second-round pick and Jones was a third-round pick, their bonus structures shouldn't be that debilitating as opposed to, like, you know, Lafreniere has a bonus structure of, like, $3
1: million. Well, if you go on Friendly, it'll tell us what the the bonus overages are, I think, for those guys. Okay. I think it should come up there for that. A couple others. Uh, Nils Lundqvist, uh, not given a fair shot, too small for the NHL. What do you think?
0: Um, I don't agree with either. Um, I think he was given a fair shot last year. I don't, I just think it just comes down to what the team, if if this team didn't have Adam Fox, the Nils Lundqvist would have a role. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's only so many of these smaller defensemen that you can have on, on your team. You know, Fox is small. Lindgren for the most part is small, even though he doesn't play that way. So to have another, you know, to, that's why, that's the only reason I don't see Zach, see Zach Jones, I think, is a better player than Robertson. I just don't see him being a fit here. And it's the same with Nils. If we didn't have Schneider and we just, it was okay, you're going to use, you know, a Justin Braun type as your, you know, your sixth defenseman on the right side. Or or Lunquist, you'd probably roll with Lunquist just because he, he does have talent. I think he's going to be a very good
1: player. Just he he's not a fit here. We already have Fox. Well, and honestly, he, he I, he, when we had DeAngelo, um, it was starting to wonder whether or not he was going to be a right. fit here at that point too. I mean, when we when we made that, we draft a guy. You draft the, guy, you're drafting the best available, right? And obviously, the team does not believe in drafting centers, so they draft <laughs> the best available player. And sometimes you have a lot of guys in the same same position, and, and right. it doesn't mean he's not good and he's not a great going to be a good player, but. You draft for, from a position. You trade from a position of strength, and right now their position of strength is definitely on defense. Right. So, I don't think he's too small. I think that he's going to be a very good defenseman. We're just going to have to see what happens. It's going to be a uh, a very interesting offseason, one way or another. But I, I yeah. honestly think they need to move him sooner than later. I don't think they should hold on to him much longer than than what they have. Yeah, already. I, I so. think
0: I think he's on this team for less than less than a month. We're,
1: we're talking on July 21st. He's not a Ranger. Right. Uh, last one from him, which is it's fine. Patrick Nemeth versus Jack Johnson. Who's better? <laughs> Patrick Nemeth. A, it's in a, a landslide. On. In a landslide. Isn't it crazy? You know, we're we're gonna lose the Stanley Cup. To one possibly, is gonna have their name on the cup. <laughs> exactly. Well, Nemeth's not gonna Nemeth's definitely not. But at any point, um, but Jack, I mean Jack Johnson. I mean, talk about a guy that they just couldn't. The fan base just wouldn't nope. leave this poor bastard alone. Nope. He's on a one million dollar, one point one million dollar contract. Who cares? Jack parents Don't Jack understand. Johnson's,
0: Jack Johnson's parents are more are were nicer to him than the
1: Ranger fan base was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, it's crazy. It's crazy. And
0: for those who don't know, Jack Johnson's parents robbed Jack Johnson.
1: <laughs> yeah. Terrible. <laughs> stole terrible stole all of his. Mouth. I actually, I actually feel sorry yes, for the so guy. Do I. And the fact that the fan base just wouldn't leave him alone. I mean, for the money the guy was making, he made it sound like he signed for like Wade Reddit money. Right. For the amount, the way they crucified him, it, it really was embarrassing. If he's got, it really got, is. If
0: he's got two rooms he's got to walk into, one with his parents and one with a Ranger fan in it, he probably goes left and sags <laughs> out with his parents.
1: A uh, couple other ones here. Uh, I'm trying to rattle through them. So Dan Demers asked, uh, he, he asked a bunch, but he asked about the sixth defenseman. Does Brandon Offman get any time next year?
0: I go back and forth on this one. Because um, a part of me wants to sit there and say yes, because there's nothing left to learn in juniors. He's not eligible to go to Hartford. I think he gets – I think if – he's going to be in training camp. He's going to play in the preseason games. I think he's going to get a very, very long look in the preseason. If they feel physically he get that that he can handle himself and he's not lost – it's hard to imagine they don't give him that eight games before they have to make the decision and send them down to juniors without burning the year. Mm -hmm. Rather than just send them down to start, you know, why not, why not give them the look, you know, in the beginning of the season.
1: I don't, I, and I agree with what you said. I think I I think the biggest thing is, is what other options they bring in here. That also, right. If there's no spot, there's no spot. What they, who they get to play second line center. If they do make a trade, um, you know, what, what the, what the lineup's going to look like. I don't think, and I think we touched on this last show. I don't see a lineup where it's Kratzoff, uh, uh, Lafreniere, Kako, Offman, Cooley. I don't think it's going to be Heedle. I don't think it's going to be all of these really young players. I think they're going to try to sprinkle in a veteran here and there, um, who it is I don't I right. don't we don't really know yet I mean obviously we Sean and I said this and I think we've been on record of saying it we would love I mean Tyler Mott Blay Goudreau fourth line to me is money absolute money mott gone but like like Sean said I, I he's I mean the rumor out there is he's he's might get around three million dollars which I mean godless <laughs> if he gets that good for him I mean I just think that's absolutely crazy but again, I mean, you know, Barkley Gujo got three point four or three point six million, but he won two cups. I mean, Brandon Mott, I looked at his statistics. I think he's only played before this. He's only played in one other playoff round. I think with Vancouver. So, I mean, it's a small sample size, and the guy is—he's a small guy. I'm not shitting on him. So let me let me right. preface that. I'm just saying from the, from the perspective of how can you justify making that type of money. Or paying someone that type of money based off of a really no experience other than what we just saw. I, I, I'll put it. I'll leave it. I mean, this. But Brandon Pruss got three three million times four from from Montreal based off of the Rangers Stanley Cup run. So, or or Eastern Conference run. Excuse me, in two thousand twelve. So, what did, I uh, wouldn't be the least bit surprised if he gets it. What did Tyler Mott cost us? A fourth round pick. Right. You'll find
0: another Tyler Mott at the deadline next year for fourth round. Right. Right. So right, why right. are you going to pay? Obviously, like
1: I said. Why are you going to pay the guy? It doesn't make any sense. It we're just see, make sense. We're going to see what the contract yeah. looks like. Yeah. And like you and I talked about with the flat cap, those type of guys are going to get squeezed. Well, this is why so I it's can a see. a very good pay, chance that he may not get that money. So we're going to have to wait. If to a see.
0: Shifley or Miller trade doesn't work out or another player like that at a similar cap hit, um if one of those trades don't work out, this is, this is the biggest reason why I could see Heedle starting the season as the 2C and then bringing in you know a, a, a veteran to play on the third line because the amount of cap savings that you have to start the season, it accumulates. Uh-huh. So as you get closer to the deadline, you'll actually have a lot more cap space at the deadline right. than you would to start the season. And that will allow you to go get a Shifley, to go get a Miller at the deadline and go get some depth guys as well because you'll have all this cap room that you wouldn't have to start the season.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have, yeah. that's just I, that's I'm, just
0: my gut feeling because I don't think a Scheifele or Miller is gonna happen. I, I
1: just don't think either one's gonna be traded because so so let me ask you this. So so you said it's other. So you think that that they're think, going into next season with with Philip Heedle as their second line center or like a Paul Stasny type guy, a stopgap guy for this season and they're going to wait as a 3C yeah well wow. i see he I I, I I i'm
0: putting dude i'm saying if we don't get miller or Shifley or a player like that
1: or, i
0: i'm putting it that he's going to be the 2C
1: next year now i'm i'm curious if because drury gave up the king ransom for cop if he oh, not feels a King's ransom, come well, on. For, for, for a rental, Sean, they gave up a lot of pieces for, for a rental. They gave up the 30th first,
0: pick in the draft. a
1: second, and, and your best, your, one of your, your, your best forward prospect He's playing in like, Hartford. Your best forward prospect playing in Hartford. He couldn't even play on their team the rest of the season. But he, he was, was their best prospect in Hartford. That doesn't And he was say their anything. only center. Well, that, that doesn't, doesn't say I'm just, anything. That guy's not, a borderline they NHL up player. A lot. They uh, gave up a lot. I disagree. Listen, don't come on. I disagree. You and I were both Big Morgan Barron fans. I was not you a Big and Morgan I, Barron fan at any point. I said he's Brett ne- Howden. You weren't a Morgan Barron fan at any point. I'm going to go back and listen to every Please show do. and find Be- out you, say you said cuz I said we're never a Logan Barron fan. I said he's Brett Howden.
0: I said that several times on the show that he's just I don't see the difference. Yet cuz remember I made that point where I said this fan base ran Brett Howden out of town and killed him yet they celebrate Morgan Barron and clamor for him to get more minutes then the same fucking player.
1: I think Morgan Barron is better than Brett Howden. That's me personally. Nothing
0: I saw on the ice told me that.
1: I don't care no, about what I he don't did. Know if he got, I don't know if he got the opportunity that more, that Brett Howden, Sean, Brett Howden got more opportunity That's great. than any forward on this team is I've ever seen in my entire life and, and never Barron, deserved
0: one bit. Morgan Barron went to a team going nowhere and couldn't get minutes. So what does that tell you?
1: Well, let's be fair. Gallant never played the young players. I'm not talking he about stretched. Gallant. Oh, I'm
0: talking about when he went to Winnipeg. He
1: well, was a healthy he scratch. Oh, he, played, he played much more. He played in Winnipeg than he played for stretch. us. He's played a lot more in Winnipeg than he played for the Rangers. I don't know the numbers, but he definitely played a lot more mid. He was playing on one of the top two lines at one point. He was playing on the top two lines in Winnipeg. Played, I mean, they never gave him a chance. He played he averaged
0: 10, 10 minutes and 38 seconds a game for Winnipeg. In 14 okay. games, he had four points. It was a minus
1: three. On a bad team. Yeah, he sucked. On a bad team. Well, Shifley was hurt too, so I'm sure that was part of the reason why he played he played more minutes than he probably would one of this. But listen, Brett Howden got much longer of a leash than Morgan Barron ever did. I'm not
0: comparing. I'm not comparing that. I'm just comparing them as players.
1: I don't think you he's don't, any good. You don't think the Rangers gave up a lot for a rental? No, they gave up two second-round picks
0: and a guy who's going to be an AHL slash NHL fodder.
1: Oh, the Rangers have never given that much up for a rental.
0: I don't. I, I still don't think it's a lot, dude. It, it was only a first, It only became the thirtieth pick in the first round because we advanced to the conference finals. Right. And No person alive. Has a problem with that No So no, it's, It I wasn't know. a lot
1: They gave up two I'm, second I'm round The only picks. reason I'm saying that is it, To me Based off of what I've heard and read And obviously you can't Base it off of all that That The Ranger Brass Like cop More than they like Strom I agree with they that They paid They paid a slight premium They gave They still gave Winnipeg The contingency That it would become right. A first round pick They didn't need to do that So they did Pony up and give a little bit extra to get him well maybe it was because the other
0: offers were a secured first round pick and rather than give just an what if we lost to Pittsburgh in the first round and that pick is the you know 20th pick in the draft or 21st right. pick in the draft why right. do that and when you can give two conditional pick, two conditional second round picks where it, shit if we make yeah. a run sure then we're happy to give you a first round pick because we know it's the 30th pick not the 20th Right, It's a huge – 20 to 30 in the draft is a huge fucking difference.
1: Well, and listen, in, in, the, in seen, the NHL draft that we've seen it a million times, if you're not drafted in the top – even in the top 15, 10 sometimes. Top
0: 15, top 17 is, is where you have to be. To re- when well, you sit 20. here and
1: you think about it, I mean, you start, you start looking around the league. I mean, yeah. I know Kopitar was a middle-round pick, and, and obviously Eric Carlson was a middle-round pick, but you make your bones and when, you're te- when you're drafting in the, in the top five. I mean that's really that's really where first you said, get the we lead added superstar talent.
0: When all the all the, the first round picks that say they're traded during the Hank run, you know, twenty twelve to twenty sixteen, whatever it was, mm. you added up all those first round picks, and it came out to uh, Anthony Bavillier was the only yeah. one that turned into anything.
1: Reich, was, they drafted one, one, Kirk, no, we're all, yeah, Kirby no, Reichel, well, Kirby Reichel, and Kirby Dennis Chalowski was one of them. Yeah, it, it turned, was the only guy that turned only, out to be anything of substance.
0: And what is he? He's solid. No, I mean, he's a nice, nice, solid. nice NHL nice, yeah. player. Yeah. The guy will be in the league ten years. He'll probably yeah. have four hundred points by Manny Tom Alba. M- Manny M- better than that. Better than that. He's he's a forty point. A year I'm just guy. meaning
1: he's going to play in the league for fifteen years. Right. Right. Different role. He's but, never going to be a superstar, but he's nah. going to play in the league for fifteen years. So,
0: which is fine. I mean, whoever goes thirtieth in this year's draft will probably never know his name.
1: Like I said, the only reason I brought that up was because Drury did give up a He gave up. Multiple pieces. You're making, it for seem,
0: you're making it seem like they paid a JT Miller price to get Andrew Cobb. That's that's how it's coming across to me. That's why I'm no I,
1: I don't no, maybe 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 I'm maybe I'm overstating it, but based off of what the other trades we've seen, uh-huh. with the exception of Giroux and Sharat, I mean I'm trying to think who else really got traded that got multiple pieces. He's one of the few guys that got multiple pieces in the in, in the trade. But none of those pieces are gonna really him amount that to anything. anything. I don't care about second round picks. So, not I mean, I've Dwight. seen too many Christian Thomases, Dwight. you know, for every, for every Derek Stefan, there's a Christian Thomas, there's a, you know, Dane Byers, there's a, David, David Oliver. We've seen it a million times. Right. So, you know, I'm not really worried about the second round picks. I'm just saying from a Rangers perspective, just, I don't think joy going to be this way. And I, it's a roundabout way of saying it. I personally don't think he's that type of guy, but you never know they felt that, well, you know what, we gave up a first round pick now for this guy. I understand we went to the we now we need to show something for it. I don't see them doing that. I don't see but them it doing definitely that at it's all. Something, it's definitely something to think about. I think that they've it's all acknowledged I think about. that they've
0: all acknowledged and they've all been pretty public about it that this, these were all rental situations. That's how it was reported. They had no choice. That's how it was reported. There was never report there was never it's not like they acquired cop and immediately started to try and negotiate with him.
1: It's all like I'll tell they- you right now. Lekkinen would have been on this team if he didn't have a contract for next season. He would have been on this team. I think that's the guy they wanted. I think they actually probably wanted him more than Kopp. because I think he fit he fit a role. I think they wanted the played, faceoffs. Soam still played, but but Sean, they Strome wanted the face-off still guy. Still took most of the majority of the faceoffs. Kopp only took faceoffs. You know when when Strom was either in the penalty box or he was hurt. He didn't play a regular shift at center. Fair. So I mean I. I Maybe they wanted the versatility, so they give him the option right. that if someone did go down, they had the extra body at center. And so thank God they did, and they did, and thank God they did because well, Goody, Rooney wanted to have fallen off a cliff, right. and and Gujo was hurt, and and then Hidal was you know kind of a, he can't win a face of his life depended on it, and that's where I'll say and the playoffs I he don't got better, think, which he is did crazy get in the playoffs, which is crazy. To me. But did the Gallant shelter his minutes, and that's really what we have to figure out is. Did they? Did, was he? He wasn't taking defensive zone faceoffs. Who's this? So that's Hedl. Uh-huh. He wasn't taking any defensive zone faceoffs unless they iced the puck. So again, I agree with you. I think it's door number three, but I don't think it's Philip Hedl. But that's just me.
0: This is crazy. All right. So did perception-wise, did it not feel like Hedl was winning a lot of faceoffs in the playoffs? Perception-wise, well, they
1: did. Well. I don't can't speak about Carolina. Definitely not Carolina and Pittsburgh. Oh well, no, Tampa nobody, Bay. Yeah. Tampa Bay. They definitely had the edge in faceoffs against right. Tampa Bay, which is shocking based off of Stamkos and Sorelli being he, being two of the centers out there.
0: He won thirty five percent of his faceoffs in the playoffs. It didn't feel that way at all, at all. But yeah, he who, did have those games. He, he did have those games where he. I think he would go like oh for eleven against Carolina. Yeah but nobody but, uh, on our team beat Carolina at Yeah, face-offs.
1: they they were terrible on faceoffs. What what did uh who was the best faceoff guy? I'm just that looking we had? at he, I'm just looking at Heedle stats. Uh, what himself. was cops what was cops faceoffs? Right. Um I don't even know if he took – I mean I guess he took more when Strom when Strom got hurt, but Yeah, I don't listen. I mean they need they definitely need they definitely need an upgrade there. I I like Cop. I really do. I mean bothers me. Yeah. He would be a nice thing. It bothers player to me to, to lose him. And even for Toronto, I, I like Frankie V. I did. Cop. But again, these guys disappeared. You can't have games where you just are not noticeable at all. And and but but for Toronto, God bless him. I mean forty four percent in the playoffs for Cop. Really? So Mika I think Mika was the best the best guy. I think he was close to fifty. I yeah. think he was the best. I think he was the best center in the playoffs.
0: But again, it came back and, to I mean, all the numbers are gonna be
1: skewed by the by the Carolina series. Right. And even Pittsburgh. Even Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh owned them in the face off dot too. They didn't didn't do so hot in the faceoff dot against Pittsburgh. Mika was fifty one percent for the playoffs. Yeah. So of the guys I mean so we sat here at the beginning of the season and we we talked about um the guys that uh you know, we were worried about being able to put up numbers in the playoffs. How, how do you feel today? Would you say, who, who was the guy, who were the guys that you felt, of the guys we spoke about, so you feel, you, did you feel that really earned, earned their salary in the playoffs, and who didn't? Zabanjad, I felt, was
0: sometimes on an island by himself, is the only one moving. Mm-hmm. Kreider, No. I know Kreider had some big goals. Don't get me wrong; he was. I mean, we, we said it on, especially you, pounding the table on this show, that when the you know when the chips are on the table, he always finds a way to come up with a big goal. But there were just everything that we had said about him for the last decade, where he would just disappear, and we didn't see that at all this regular season. We saw it the whole playoffs, where there were just so many games. Just, if he didn't score a goal, you didn't notice him, and that's okay. that was a problem again this playoffs. Panarin. I mean, we all know, <laughs> we all know that that's been a problem. I don't care if he had 16 points in 20 games. That's, that's amazing. It really is amazing. He
1: just collects points just by accident. It's it's incredible. I thought it is, it really I thought Philip Hedl
0: impressed me, and and Keandre Miller. I thought that Hedl and Miller yeah. were the two that just took their they took their games to another level that we didn't know that they had yet. We hoped that they would have eventually, but we didn't know it yet. Hedl. You got to remember the kids. He, he's still only twenty two years old. Right. Think about how physically developed you were at twenty two compared to twenty five, man. Oh, and it. you're not a pro athlete. Neither am no. I. We were. The, we could have been gym rats and on all the tests yeah. in the world, but didn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. You just you're, you're going to be more physically developed at twenty five. Mm-hmm. But he was. He was in there. He was in the boards, man. He was pounding away at everybody. And we we didn't know that that he had that. I always made the references to his neck, or <laughs> just you could just tell he has that frame to really mm-hmm. fill out one day. But he showed that, he, that he's he's not a bitch, and that he's willing to go to you know to to get behind the net and go to the corners and dig pucks out, and win battles, and he consistently won battles. And he's one of the few forwards on this team, besides besides Zibanejad, who can take the puck from the defensive zone through the neutral zone and enter the offensive zone without being touched, where, where defensemen will actually back up.
1: He's the only One thing one. I didn't notice about Heedle was he stopped trying to go through three guys. Right. He stopped doing that. He finally realized that you're not going to dance Especially through in the playoffs. three <laughs> guys. You know, how many guys can do it? I mean, we've seen McDavid do it. We've seen Crosby do it on occasion. But you're talking about the best – Two, three players in hockey. Right. You're not there yet, kid. You may never be there. You can't play that way. It doesn't work. You can't beat everybody one-on-one. You gotta move the puck. Huh. And I think he slowly started to learn that um in, in the playoffs. And I and I listen, I I really I like him. I'm I wanna see him succeed. I just don't think long term, I just don't think you could I don't think you can have a second line center winning 35% of your face offs. I just can't. I just, I just can't see it. Well those are the playoff numbers. His regular season numbers were forty-five percent. Okay. So that's that's well, that's better. That's right. definitely better than what he usually is. Uh again, I don't I don't really I don't know, Sean. I, I honestly I, I go back and forth with this because I I I've saw so much out of him and I say to myself, Do you do you sell high here? I mean, if you can get if you can get a really good center right now, but we who, need centers. I know that. But you can find a third line center to make a couple of million dollars. And that's if you want to see him play with Panarin. I want to I, I, I want to. I don't I don't see that. Oh, fuck I don't. Him. Think he, I really I could, I don't. Ca- I could care less what Panarin has to say at all. Well, I I don't disagree with you, but you also can't I feel about Panarin right now the way I felt about Rick Nash. You need him in the regular season. You need him to win in the regular season. And again, I mean he's still putting up ninety-some odd points and Heel's is going to
0: go into the, into the final his final RFA year next year. So after next year, he's going to be an RFA for the last time. Mm-hmm. They need to know if he's part of the future in the top six, or if he's just gonna, if if being a third line center is his, is his ceiling. And after what he showed in the playoffs, he's he's earned the chance to get that shot. Now, granted, cool. if they're able to make a trade for Miller, if they're able to make a trade for Shifley or someone of that caliber, you do it. You know, you you, you don't sit there and play that game. But if all the other options that are on the table are just going to be Ryan Strom types, you know, if it's not Strom, it's someone on that level. Uh-huh. I'd rather see what I'd rather see if Hiedel can do it. I'd, i that's me. I'd rather see it, and I think Galant is taken to Hiedel.
1: Well, we'll see, dude. I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't. I I can sit here. We can sit here. and We can pound the pavement, and and we can figure out, try to figure out what we they're going to do. We used all these and, first
0: round picks on guys to not give them opportunities is asinine. That that's no, how I
1: see it. I I don't disagree with you. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what they're going to do. I I go back and forth, and like uh. I said, I I sit here and and I said one day I say, well, we can't trade them, and there's the next day I said, I say to myself, you know what? Maybe they should just move them. And try to get the get the most value out of him because maybe night now might be the highest his value will ever be. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what you do. I yeah. really don't know I, what you do. See someone I, like I, I someone just cannot like Nils see I cannot see Sean. I cannot see a line next season. And maybe it's just me being very short sighted, based you know maybe, maybe fresh off a, off off the playoff wound that I'm still dealing with. I cannot see a second line of Hito, Kako, and Panarin for next season. I just it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: And if you're Drury and you're Gallant. Who were the guys that impressed you in the playoffs? Who showed up in the playoffs? Aren't those the guys you're going to sit there and say, you know what? These
1: guys earned it. You didn't. He benched benched Kako in in the game six in an elimination game when you needed fucking goals for Dryden Hunt. He didn't feel they needed goals. He was trying to win a two-to-one hockey game. Sean, they hadn't scored more than one goal in the previous three games. And they
0: knew that they weren't going to score. So he was trying to win a two-to-one hockey game. So he went for know. we, we could disagree with right listen we could completely disagree with it i'm just saying that his mentality was trying to win a one nothing two to one game so who's going to give me the best chance to do that sending hunt to go hit everything in sight or Kako to dance with the puck on the on how the many ball. how
1: many hits did hunt have in that game
0: i don't know well, he wanted to play in fucking like 12 minutes somehow because of the uh cause Strom only played about 30 seconds in the game
1: i i just think i just think that it's it's when when you're facing elimination and you need to win Who's in your lineup? And I think when you take a guy out, that is a huge I get huge red flag. I get it. You know, and, and again, you don't want to talk about Reeves and we're not, but him coming out of the lineup is a red flag. But what is but what yeah. are if if you're the coach and you're
0: try and you're trying to win that style of hockey game, who do you want in the lineup?
1: I think that's. I think that game and that that moment, the Rangers showed that their depth wasn't maybe as deep as as we hoped they would be. Or they lost, losing Strom. Strom. Huh. again, losing Strom. I mean, I guess you losing, but they, again, I mean, Tampa played without Braden Point, Sean. Right, they did. They played without At the head of use. probably their best player. All right, I know Kucherov's been phenomenal, but you know, Braden Point to me is when it comes to playoffs. I mean, he's like. He's up he's up there. I get as it. As far as clutch. I get it. And for them to get as far as they did without him, I mean Only two listen, only two teams made it further than we did,
0: so I don't think right. that we can question our depth too much here. Right. Again. Yeah. I'm I mean, not gonna say If you I, want I to say that they had more depth than us, okay. Well, they, they won two they, cups they in had a had row the, and they, they might had win the a third.
1: Pedigree. They had the pedigree, and they had what they needed to do. Right. Uh, again, I'm, 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 I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and and start dissecting something that I know it's, it's, right. it doesn't matter. At this I don't point. think that they've lost faith in. Kanko. I'm proud of the team. I'm proud of them, and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I don't think that they've lost faith in Kako.
0: I think it just it came down to what they were trying to accomplish in that final game. Um. That that's really that's. A, I mean, they've said it in every press conference that. Him and Lafreniere need to play in the top six next year. So maybe, hey, you know what? Maybe Lafreniere is a better fit for for Panarin. You know, if if uh, Lord, you know, Lord Panarin decides that that's who he'd rather play with. Who knows?
1: I, I think I think you get Panarin. you get JT Miller to play with Panarin. You can you imagine what kind of points they're going to put up? Yeah, you put but, Miller in the center there okay. and how much room he'll create for Panarin opposed to what Strom did. I completely, completely. And that's agree. why I'm saying I'm like, I just think that the, the Panarin needs a certain type of center, and I don't think Philip Hedl's the type of guy.
0: Well Heedle makes the, anything Hedl makes defensemen back up, and Panarin can't carry the puck into the zone
1: anymore. Mm, that I agree with. So if Heatle's able to break
0: if if Hedl's able to break the blue line and drop it to you know drop it to Panarin on the on the wall go to the net or get to you know get to the area behind the net to receive passes and get you know play that game mm. then you may have something. But yeah bottom line is I mean Panarin after what he did in the playoffs should not be dictating roster decisions. I don't care how much money he's making. Yeah. Like you said, you you're not happy here, you want to go somewhere? Give us the list.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. Give us the list. Again the prop the problem is is the second you trade him you're looking for someone to replace him. No, yeah, Lafreniere. That, that's the that's Lafreniere the biggest Lafreniere becomes a second Lafreniere line player. is not putting up ninety points next season. Not next season, but I'm not worried about that. Then, Sean, you still got to replace the production. I mean, I, I I like Lafreniere too, but I think that that's putting him in a completely completely place to fail. Well, I mean, you, you, you definitely your expectations change. That's all. Your expectations uh, yeah, change. Yeah, it, it go they go through the roof. And I uh, don't you think as no, it no, is I'm these saying,
0: two- I'm saying the team's expectations change. But you get yourself long term out of a contract that's gonna hurt us.
1: I think, like I said, and I've been on record of saying this, the Rangers have the next three years with Igor's contract the way it is. They got Panarin on on essentially the same length wavelength. I think you got the next three years to figure this shit out. Right. And that's it. I mean, and then I don't know what happens after that if these guys don't take that giant step forward. Well, let me, so let, have, let me you ask have you. you have zero down the middle. You're building with zero, unless, unless you're keeping Philip Hedel, you have, you're building, because Zabana in the next four years is going to be 34 years old. You're getting older. You get your, your star players are getting well, older and you have nothing, you have no one down the middle to come up and so take place.
0: So let me ask you, since you're not hot to the idea of Hedel playing your second line center. If you if Miller and Shifley are not attainable, are you Agreed. good with I, it? Are I you know. I'm you want them good a stopgap
1: guy? I'm going to a stopgap so guy as like you stop? said. So then who's a the stopgap? They need to find a stopgap guy. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Who's got no I don't term. want Vincent Trocek. You, you, I don't want Vincent right. Trocek. Exactly. So, so that's so the name you see again, out there, and I don't I no, don't want to find him to five or six years. Which, yeah, I don't. I He's going to get Larry five or six years. He's going to. Most centers get big money. Right. Even on the open market. Right. Just the way, look at look at Look at, Deneau guy. Look at Philip Deneau got. And doesn't that surprise you that the Rangers were even remotely interested in him? So you were going to sign Philip Deneau and what was he going to be? Your second line center? Was they going to sign up to be your third line center and trade strong?
0: I don't know what the hell they were looking to do.
1: <laughs> they, know, off- Philip- they offered him a contract. I mean did. it's it's out there. I mean, it's they offered be- him five times five.
0: Before they signed Zibanejad, do though, no? Yeah, but Sean, you really think Philip De is was going to pay
1: place to Vinicad? No, come on, you're being facetious. There's no way. There is no way. <laughs> Unless they were bringing in Eichel. and then, then 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 that then that would make sense. Then you trade you trade me you you let him you let Mika walk or you trade him or whatever they do, and that's how that's how you then then you kind of shift everyone down. But right. I don't know. I don't know. To me, the Butchnevich trade. I felt like there was something else that that was that was amiss when they after they made that I felt like they were, had other irons in the fire and and nothing came to fruition because I still feel like that trade was made very hastily. So I don't know. Yeah. I think I we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously we didn't talk about Sammy Blay signing his uh, you know he's signing one year deal took less than his cute cute qualifying offer right to uh, come back for one year and he's getting a show me deal. He's got to, you know, it. Works show works for both because
0: yeah. because Sammy for Sammy Blay to get paid the following year, it's not going to come off of a regular season. It's going to come off of, of making a deep run to the playoffs. So this is an opportunity for him to still stay with a team that has it that has a legitimate chance to make a run again next year for him to really showcase his value in the playoffs. Because um, I mean. The, Put it this way, what it so would he wind up getting like one point four? One point 1.5. five. One point five two five. Could he have gotten two million from the Devils? Probably and then what? And then what? He he'd have a taken or thirty point season for the Devils and get nothing unless he gets straight well, off the deadline. He's again.
1: an RS first of all, if he was an RFA. So he would have had to probably have signed his his qualifying offer, which would have been, I believe, one point six million. Right. So he took about a 75k hit. And you know, I guess he he did the ranges to solid. I don't know how much $75,000, I guess it's it's something, it's some kind of savings, it's whatever. Keeps but, them from uh, go-
0: keeps them from going to arbitration.
1: Right. And I guess we're going to see in the next couple of weeks, you know, does 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 Kaco sign his bridge deal though? does he wait till the 13th of July when free agency opens? What what happens with uh you know with some of the other guys they have lingering around here. I mean, you got to think at this point it's the end of Libor Hayek. I mean, you got right. I mean, Sean. I mean, have we seen him? Have we seen him? Have we seen enough of Godier? Have we seen enough of Libor Hayek? Are these guys really sticking around for another season? I don't know, I, man. I, <laughs> I, mean, I just don't make it make any sense. They don't. They can't. They can't have dead weight hanging around unless they sign them to the Q, the Q, the Q, the, Q, the qualifying offer and and they've tried to put him through waivers. I mean that's the only reason I can see that I let these guys play in I mean, but again, do you need, Do you want these guys taking up valuable ice time from your from your young players in Hartford? These two guys have no future on this team, so I, I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't see it. So there's going to be moves. And the other big question that everyone's asked us on the thing that, the, that we had multiple people ask is, who's the backup goalie going to be? Oh, that is that Keith I, Kincaid? Is Keith Kincaid no, even an option? I don't think so. And the name I the two names I heard predominantly. Which I don't totally hate, but I don't know if they can handle a huge workload. Listen, you're not going far if ego is not healthy anyway. It doesn't matter. There's no Talbot coming correct. out of the woodwork. But Eric Comrie and Charlie Lindgren, those are the two guys <laughs> that I've heard, uh and obviously Thomas Grice was the other guy. Okay. But um and one of the one of the writers said you're a halak, but he signed for this year. So that's a big miss. Yeah, no. Ethan Sears from the Post posted put that up there. That was in the paper yesterday, but forgot that Halak's still under contract with Vancouver. So unless they were talking about that's a trade, which I can't ama- see, it it's
0: amazing that the Post will literally just give money to
1: anybody to write. But I would I don't understand about the Post is they already have Larry and Molly does a great job, right? Why would you need a third person? And actually, he's he's not, and there's another guy that writes. Yep, uh, Zach uh, something. Uh, I forgot what his name was. I He's bet another, you they're, the they're all. Guy.
0: I bet you they're all freelance, and it's submit an article, and if we like it, we'll run it and pay you for the article. That's, oh, I'm maybe. sure that that's all it is. These guys can't be maybe. salaried, right? But I don't
1: know. I kind of heard. I put have sworn. I heard that guy Ethan at some press conferences where he said something. Yeah, and he credentials. He got he got chewed out by Galan. Yeah, you can I always get remember get, that. You can always get credentialed. Yeah, apparently Sorry. getting He'll credentialed
0: see. isn't that hard. So I don't know.
1: So your so your gut feeling is right now is we're going into next season with Filipetto as the second line center yes. and we're getting a stopgap guy for the third line, correct? Or is Goudreau going to play the third line and we're getting a stopgap guy? Is Rooney coming back to play the fourth line center? That could also be the case. So you're going to see a line. You want to see a line of? I think that Goudreau centering up to me that that's a that's a that's a failure. That's not a good idea. Again, we I, need to put Crab stuff in a in a in a place shown where he needs to succeed, and playing on on a line with Barkley Goodrow. I like Barkley Goodrow. I'm I'm I love him even more based off what he how he played playing with the injury he played with. He is not a guy you want to be playing with your prospects who you are hoping to take it to the next level. I think it's a mistake. But listen, we're gonna see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean there's gonna be there's gonna be moves made that are out of left field that we never saw.
1: So I mean and by the time our next show rolls around, which will probably be next Tuesday, yep. we're gonna be a week away from the draft and two weeks away from free agency. So who knows? But hopefully the Stanley Cup will be over and, and we we'll, might we might actually have some movement. That would be nice. We're gonna see. <laughs> were there I any other questions? So, left, we can't. Uh pretty much they were all about um about the same thing, about you know, the backup goalie uh there was one other one that i wanted to let me just pull it up here really quick sean had a really good one he 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 said to me what uh what and what nflers would rock know if they fell on him and my answer to him was tom brady end of list <laughs> gronk you wouldn't know gronk i would i would i was messing with him i know gronk, yeah. gronk who retired gronk. again today Listen, I know older football players. Like I know who Warren Moon was. Obviously Eli Manning, but I don't know who the Giants' quarterback is now. No idea who the Giants' quarterback is now. Um, the Jets' quarterback. I, I mean, I used to know what what was, was they Mark Sanchez and Chad Pennington. But again, who's is Darnold still the quarterback? No, he's he's in there Carolina. You go. So again, I, and again, I hey. wouldn't know. I wouldn't if if you put three guys that look like Sam Darnold next to each other, I couldn't pick them out of a lineup. Zach Wilson is the Jet quarterback. He was the second no. overall pick in the draft. Russell two years ago. Wilson, I may recognize um, <laughs> if he's there. I might say he looks familiar. Right. So long. Story, so a funny story. So really off topic. So since the show is pretty much coming to an end. So about this is guess 2012. My friends asked me, "Look, like, listen, do you, we got this spot in Miami? Do you want to come down?" And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll get a flight. I'll, I'll come down. I'll meet you guys. So we go down to Miami and we go to the club live, which is in the fountain blue. Mm-hmm. So try to get three guys into the fountain blue, you know, <laughs> on, on, you know, general admission. No. So ain't happening. we go in and we get a table. So we, we ball out and we spend the money and we get a table. So we're chilling up there, and you know it's it's crazy. It's, I'll tell you it's a great club. I don't know if anyone's ever been there it's It's a phenomenal club in Miami. I don't even know if it's popular anymore, but uh, I'm sure it is it uh it was It was a great club. So was it twelve or th- this was the summer of two thousand twelve. I'm pretty sure no, so it wasn't summer of two thousand thirteen because then Vigneault actually got hired while I was in Miami okay they actually yeah so uh so anyway, uh so we're chilling, they were hanging out. And next to us is this, this guy with a beard, really nicely trimmed, good shape guy. And my buddy goes, you know who that is? I'm like, I have no idea who that is. So he goes, that's Braylon Edwards. I go, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know him again. I gave him my famous line. I go, that's great. So end of the night. So I meet, meet, meet somebody there. we go to leave. We jump. We'd say, let's get, let's grab a cab. We'll go back. We'll go back into, into town. We jump we jump in, we steal Braylon Edwards' cab. He's with some some smoking hot chick that looks like Rihanna. And we steal his cab. <laughs> and the girl, the girl looks at the girl looks at uh the girl I'm with looks at Braylon Edwards and says, He's getting some, so you know, we're taking your cab. She had no idea who he was. That's so funny. And he goes, he looks at me, he looks at the Rihanna chick, and he goes, Okay He <laughs> gives us the cab What the please. hell's he taking a cab for? The guy made fucking It wasn't a cab it, was, yeah. it was like um, You know It was like They were all like stretch Stretch like uh, Not stretched But like um, I don't know what they call. called But they like Had like escalades out front And okay. all these other things So We just jumped in Whatever one was there And we bounced But yeah So I took Braylon Edwards' cab in Miami right. But I had no idea who he was That's so funny No idea who he was But I did, I did steal his cab in Miami So Had some big catches for the Jets Yeah yeah. Again, I mean, I met, I met Curtis Martin. I met him one time when I worked at Macy's. I don't know what he looks like. I have no idea what he <laughs> looks like. Uh, yeah. there's a lot, bl- lot of them. I, I don't know if it's good. because they wear a helmet. I, I don't, I, again, I, but again, I'll tell you, I, I've been in, I, when I used to work at Macy's, it was funny. One time I'm in there, I'm working and the Rangers are playing the Islanders and Scott Fraser who played for the Rangers and Rich Breton are shopping, both play for the Rangers, both, People, if you know who they were, I'd be very impressed. Are shopping? The Rangers have a game; they're playing at the Coliseum, and the two of them are shopping in Roosevelt Field. <laughs> I'm like myself, like, what the hell, are these two guys doing here? Did they pull? Did,
0: did the NHL players have an NHL card?
1: I don't, I don't registers? remember. I just remember them walking. How around. did you know it was them then? You I recognized them them. I Who they were? Get out of here! Yeah. I swear to God. So swear I used to get
0: all right. So I had the greatest. This is so. Just to go there, I worked at Roswell Field as well. Where'd uh, you work? So I worked at Wild Pair, which from when to when? The September of '99. We worked there at the same time. Oh yeah, that was just, this was my college job. Yeah, we worked so, there at the same time, guys. That's funny. If you have any, ki- if you have uh, sons that are of college <laughs> age or high school, soon to go to college. I tell you right now, there is no better job for a college single male than working at a women's shoe store. Because I worked at Wild Pair, which was – I mean, it was a, it was basically a club going on. We had every club promoter coming in and dropping off promo yeah. cards. You had mm-hmm. strippers coming in. You had all the hottest pieces of ass in, in the mall coming yeah. in there. And listen, I get discounts. So when you go back to – when you go back to class – Every time there was a new semester, every class I would get because – so after Wild Pair. That's freaking genius. I graduated, quote unquote. I got hired by Steve Madden himself. Wow. So Steve Madden himself during my lunch break came up to me at the food court at Roosevelt and said, how would you like to come work at my store? And I'm like, first, I thought he was a gay guy picking me up. No joke. <laughs> I had no idea who the fuck he was. I knew, right. of the, I knew of the store because we had so many girls right. coming in and right, be we like, oh, right, you're right. Steve Madden's, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long story short, he hires me to go work in, in, in his store. And the amount of ass that's in there is even hotter than the ass that we would get at Wild Bear. It was double, Wild Bear. Wow high, higher class ass no matter what. Mm, so I was right. the only single white guy that worked – the only straight white guy that worked at Steve Madden. There was a, a six-foot-five black guy that worked there, this f- complete flame – Ah, uh, Chris, that worked there, and the rest was all girls. So every at Nassau Community College, every first semester, you know, every uh, first day of the new semester, every single class, I'd get at least one girl who'd be like, "Are you the guy that?" And I would interrupt them and say, "Yep," and I get discounts. <laughs> it That's was awesome. a very, very fruitful, fruitful job to have. Well, I can imagine. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, wild pair. I'll tell you, used to walk past that place, and uh-huh. it was an absolute like a- shit show. It was a club. Oh yeah, it really was. It was I remember it was used to, be, it used to be on on the second floor, and around the corner was was the pretzel spot. We were at the corner,
0: right? And yeah, two, then, then then there was the pretzel spot. And then there were the bathrooms yeah. right across right. from the food court.
1: Yeah, right there. Well, where the food court was, yeah. it's not there anymore. No, but, it's, yeah. a
0: total, it's a totally different mall now.
1: Oh yeah, it's but incredible. the reason I brought the reason I
0: brought this up is when I worked at Steve Madden, we would get on especially on Mondays and Sundays. Believe it or not. Before opening, we would get NFL players' wives. We would get actresses that would come in before the store. They had identification. Like all the NFL wives had NFL cards that they oh, would yeah. give it. Yeah. So it gave them the perks of being able to shop. You know when the stores were closed and stuff like that. That's crazy. So that's why I asked you. I that's why that. I asked you if the, they had an NHL no. card because I only saw an NFL ones. I-
1: Honestly, like I'll be honest with you, like Macy's, they were so by the book and yeah, the way they were run. No, I mean it's funny. I, I, I had Buster Rhymes come in, uh, Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit. I mean, I used to see all, a lot of celebrities came through there wow. but they came out, they were shopping with an entourage. That's so funny. Yeah. A lot uh, it's funny you mentioned Benny Agbayani. He came in and I met him. <laughs> I mean it was just it was just random move on. I mean, right. it was just random people and all the time. Uh, Mike Keane came in when he played for the Rangers. Um, I saw Sergei Zubov walk through Chara huh. when he played for the Islanders. I mean, it's it's incredible, and it's funny because especially the hockey players, they can walk through there and Anonymous. no one even know who they. Were. Even even Mo Vaughn. I mean, you just see this big, you know, this big, you know, burly black guy, but you know, you wouldn't that think the beard he's, a, was he's a,
0: recognizable. The shaved head, yeah, and beard, but and that earring that he would wear, was maybe like maybe pirate, then maybe the that, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe about back then it might have been. But, uh, yeah, it's – I don't know. It's different now. I mean, Aaron Judge can probably – he'd probably be recognized, maybe Stanton, maybe some of the, the baseball players, uh-huh. maybe maybe Lindor, maybe mostly because of his hair. Right. But, you know, you got – you. I mean, I'll tell you right now, Alexi Lafreniere can walk to Roosevelt Field. Nobody knew. I, I met P.K. Supan. He was in Roosevelt Field. Nobody knew who he was. I turned to the. I was in uh, the signer store, and I turned. I was talking to the manager because I used to buy a lot of stuff in there. I stopped collecting yeah. a long time ago, but I said, oh, that's PK Super. And he goes, "Who's that?" I'm like, you, "You're in a sports store. You don't know who." You know, at that point, I think he had won. I think he had won. I think he won an Norris Trophy you won the at one point. Norwich, right? Yeah, I think he had just won the Norris Trophy. He, goes, he just won the Norris Trophy. He's the best defenseman. But I'm saying hockey players can walk around, and that's why back to what I was saying about football. I'm sure a lot of these football players can walk around and people don't know who they are. It's. I mean, t- Eli Manning, you know who, who he right, is. Right, right. But I mean, you, Peyton Manning, the quarterbacks, you know who they are. But you think the defensive linemen, who you know, you think they who know they who people know who they are? Listen, if I'm at a restaurant, Unless you're a diehard fan.
0: If I'm at a restaurant or a bar in the city, or you know, I'm on vacation, and I see you know someone, you know someone with that physique, you know some, some you know guys six two, six three. Two hundred fifty pounds of you know zero percent body fat. I'm studying the face to see what you know to see who he is. That's <laughs> just that's just how you know. So I'm always looking. I'm always seeing the body first, and I'm like, all right, that's a pro athlete body. Who is yeah. that?
1: Yeah, no, you know, I get it. What sport? You know, who, who do you play for? You know, yeah, I get it. I but get hockey it.
0: players, for the most part, don't really look that athletic. PK at
1: Supan, Sean, I towered over him. Oh yeah, yeah. He's tiny. And he's not a big guy no, at all. No, I mean he was dressed. He was dressed to the nine. I mean he looked good. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I looked at him, and we uh, we met eyes, and I just kind of smiled at him and like nodded. This is when he, this is, I think I think he was still playing. I don't think he was playing in Jersey yet. I think he was still playing for Montreal at the time. So I didn't hate him as much as I hate him now. <laughs> but so I smiled at him. I, you know, I just gave him a little nod. Like I knew who I know who you are. Right. And. uh you know, that was it. And that's mostly what I've done with a lot of these guys. Like the only guy I actually went up to in a store and then Sean Avery in the city. And I went up to him and I shook his hand and I said, good luck on the season. I said, I want to bother you. I don't want to draw any attention. Right. I said, I'm a big fan. I just want to you know wish you luck on the season. And, and, uh, that was it. And he said, oh, thanks bro. And that was it. He we walked away. So but normally I don't bother these guys. Right. Yeah. they the way, especially when I work there. Cause then you don't want, you want them to come back. So that also it is what it is, but a lot of good times, man. Yeah. But that was uh, – but again, as far as the other questions go, most of them where were, we answered them was about the second-line center, the sixth defenseman, and the backup goalie, and, and uh, you know some of Alex's right. funny ones with Jack Johnson right. and Nemeth. So, and, I mean, it was pretty much – and Hoffman, obviously, that was another one that we – and, and, Krat- and they asked about Kratsov too, which I think you already answered yeah. that. and thankfully
0: I was able to answer the question on how to get laid in college. I'm yes, glad, glad I was able to answer that one.
1: So, of all our young listeners out yes. there who are under the age of twenty-five, if there's if there's any of you, because go I think most of the people that listen at, to us are between thirty-five and fifty. Trendy women's shoes. Um, go, yes. work. Go, go work. Yes. Go work. Yes. Absolutely. Don't
0: worry about the commission. The commission is paid in different
1: ways. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> just have fun and enjoy yourself. You're talking about two guys that didn't have kids until they were forty years old. Yep. <laughs> So, have fun, enjoy yourself, yes. and just live life the way it should be. There you go. Don't get married. You know, it kills me when I see these guys getting married at 25 years old. i like, oh. dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? You don't even know what you want at 25. Nope. You know, it's not 1955. You don't need to freaking get married that young anymore. But anyway, oh. we're scoring, so maybe that's our problem. <laughs> but just have fun and enjoy yourself. That's uh, all I can say. We will see you guys next Tuesday. One. You got it. Later. Later.